And there we go, everyone. We are back again for another fantastic conversation on Friday Night Counter-Attack. And this week is another draft and another very special week with very special guests um, this weekend. It's going to be quite fun because it's a very different type of draft that we've got going on today. So introducing in the in the purple corner, I'd say, um, it's Travis. So Travis, good to have you back on, my friend. Are you ready for another draft with another array of fantastic guests this week? Yeah, ready as always. It'll be a tough one today, some tough competition, but I'm feeling confident. Nah, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. I need to see you confident mm. because I need to see how I will avenge myself from the last time, from the last draft as well, respectively, which will be good fun. And we have someone who has the same namesake as the Bayern Munich midfielder. He has been amazing on our podcast this season and clearly a fan favourite as well, respectively, by the response we've had. Um, but he's not a footballer, he's a football commentator. So welcoming Joshua Adidonka onto the podcast as well. So Joshua, it's good Cheers, to have thanks. you back on, my friend. My pleasure, why is, my pleasure. Why is it you're looking so confident today? Do you have the most amazing team possible or are you just happy that... You know what? You reckon you can get one up on me in a draft this week? I've got a few. I've got a few gems. I have to be honest. I've got a few. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm confident today. Nah, if I understand, how it, if I understand how it works, <laughs> <laughs> I've explained it all like three, four different times in different ways. So I, I'll, I'll do it all again um, on recording as well. So our listeners listen as well, which is great. Um, and finally, we've got someone who has the same name as Matthew McConaughey because it is all right, all right, all right to have. Matthew from Back of the Net Podcast, back on again. Matthew, it's good to have you on, my friend. How are you doing this weekend? Are you ready for your first draft with us? Because last time we had you on, um, it may come out before or after this podcast, whenever it does. You were in a top 10 list with us as well, which is great fun and great um, controversy in that one as well. How are you feeling about this one, Matt, with a draft? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, I'm like Joshua. It's like, if I've got it right, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, let's get into it. But yeah, everyone listening, you know you've already clicked on it already by what we're going for. Um, We are talking about the best 21st Legends um, draft who are actually just retired at the moment. So I could market it better. It'll be marketed better in the title. But basically, we're talking about 21st century footballers who have retired who are not playing the game anymore. And this is our ode to them. This is our way of expressing our appreciation for them, as it were. So it's not all about having the best players. I mean, it is. Uh, but sometimes it's about having some of your favourite players mixed with your favourite players and having that little fantasy in your mind of, oh, imagine if this guy played with this guy and how cool it would be to see this team of this team um, playing together as well. So there's four of us. And uh, just so I can explain the rules one more time, so I'm clear of it more than anyone else, is you can only pick one player per country. So for example, you can't pick all Brazilians or all Argentinian players, Italians, however you want to go. Um, it has to be a variation of 442. So if it is a 442 flat, a 442 diamond, a 4222 with two holding midfielders and attackers, however you want, that will be allowed. Um, and after every pick, basically, you have 15 seconds to justify to the panel why it's the best choice for you and why. And then obviously we'll give our reaction to it as well. If you like the player, we don't like the player, but um, it's more about impressing one another as opposed to just the audience today because we are going for that nostalgic feel um, as well, which would be great fun. Um, that was all of the rules, isn't it, Travis? We've not missed out anything, have we? Yeah, I think you've covered everything there. That's okay. <clears throat> That's all good. Um, but yeah, without further ado, everyone, welcome to the greatest 21st century legends draft. Again, I've not marketed this the best way, but we're going to have a fun time doing this, which will be great fun. And if we're not finishing this podcast in a barrel of laughter, we have failed 
as as a quartet. We have failed. But um, away we go, Matthew. So how I explained it to you on the chat is everyone has their wild card. So you get one pick in any position you want to pick wherever you want to begin with. And obviously we've got uh, Matt, Joshua as our special guest and always a lot of guests be the first to pick their best player. Then Travis will go, then I will go. Uh, and then we're going to work from goalkeeper to our back four, to our midfield four, then our two strikers as well. And just so we're clear as well, there'll be some players that you want to talk about more than most, but if there's a player that you just want in your team to make up the numbers, you don't have to talk about them at all, which is perfectly fine. And I'm pretty sure our listeners know this by now, that some players will just gas over for ages and some people will be like, yeah, they're just in the team because it will look good um, as well. But yeah, Matt, you go first, then Joshua, then Travis, then myself. So away we go, Matt. If you had to pick anyone from the 21st century who played and balled out in the 21st century uh, in your team, where are you going and why? You know what? Being someone that enjoys playing goal, goalkeeper, we're going to go first. I'm going to go Mr. Iker Casillas. You're using him as your Spanish player already. <laughs> Tell me why. Do you know what? I'm wearing I... the Spanish kit for the middle <laughs> message. Nah, you... Now, you know what? Listen, I've played goalkeeper for a while. I'm not that level. But do you know, I just remember that Champions League final when Cesar got injured and he come in as this baby-faced guy and I was like, Rambo's just going to lose now. And he made several amazing saves and no one really, you know, expects his career to get to where it got to. And to do his one World Cup, Champions League is honestly absolutely phenomenal. And someone that I grew up idolising and when I used to play, I used to think I was him and try and pull up some saves like him with my legs. Didn't work out the same way, but honestly, love the guy. Love Ike Casillas. Nah, nice, nice chat there. I'm, I'm really happy going for Ike Casillas because that means I've got one more Spanish player to pick later on down the line. Uh, Joshua, are you happy with that pick? And who's your first wild card pick um, for your choice as well? Again, anywhere in the in the, in the pitch. Yeah, I can see a solid shout. Amazing goalkeeper. Started young and carried his fantastic form into international and domestic um, performances. I'm going to go the other end. I'm going to start up front. Ooh. Um, just to mix it up, I'm going to go with uh, Wayne Rooney. Simple as. Um, he's my favourite footballer of all time. Oh, for God's sake. And then, uh, <laughs> Great start, fans. <laughs> it's because I posted a reel about Wayne Rooney today. That's what Joshua saw. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get Hamza. I'm going to get Hamza right where it hurts. <laughs> um, I don't think I need to say much about Wayne Rooney, to be honest. I think Manchester United is a goal scorer. Um, most goals away from home in the league as well. Uh, in the Premier League, in all comps. Um, only, I think, uh, Aguero just broke his record for most goals to one club. Um, on Aguero's last appearance but other than that you know top goal scorer Manchester derbies scored everywhere Anfield Emirates won the lot what can you say it's, it's easy really <laughs> it's Wayne Rooney simple nah, good to hear and just before we move on to Travis just name your favourite Wayne Rooney moment of all time go for it Joshua oh Milan at home in the Champions League um, we beat them 3-2 in the semi-final we lost the second leg but that goal at the end he just takes the ball away and he slams it past Dida Oh, near post as well yeah ah oh, that's ah oh, just drastic way in Rudy and he that Rudy I think he scored twice that that night and Skulls only assisted Rudy once and it was when he just chipped it above yeah, and then Rudy tapped it yeah he scooped it and uh, oh great night great night oh, the good times man the good times that's like that's like Travis to me at football he just loves the scoop pass but whenever <laughs> we play we're just we're just balling out which is crazy um Travis let's hear it let's hear your wildcard pick for your choice of player let's hear it Travis I'm going to um, side with Matt a little bit here. I'm throwing it back to the other end of the pitch again uh, with a oh, goalkeeper. No. Oh, and I'm going for Petr Cech. 
I like your thinking. I really like your thinking. I'm I thinking, really like your thinking. I'm thinking world-class goalkeeper. In my opinion, the best goalkeeper to have played in the Premier League. Ooh, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to get a Czech Republic pick in there saves one of the you know stronger nations for a little bit later in the draft for me. So a bit of a tactical one, but I am a huge Czech fan anyway. So. Nah, nicely done there. Petr Cech, one of the greatest goalkeepers in Premier League history and probably in world football history as well. Um, apart from that fact that, unfortunately, he ended up moving to Arsenal, which made no sense to me, uh, respectively. But at Chelsea, he was phenomenal. There was that season where Chelsea only conceded eight goals in the whole season in their first um, title win under Jose Mourinho. Petr Cech was a big reason um, in that as well, respectively. And everyone remembers Petr Cech for having that unfortunate injury versus Reading and then wearing a rugby helmet all the time when he's playing the goal so he's iconic especially in that Champions League final saving Arjen Robin's penalty um, in extra time at the Allens Arena which was insane I do like your thinking though Travis I really like your thinking because you've gone for the smaller nation but the better player and you know what I'm going to go down your road as well in that kind of thinking and to get this guy away from all of you Matt I know you love this player and I'm taking him away from you specifically <laughs> we're going to midfield we're going to Manchester. Don't say we're, it. We're going to the blue side of Manchester. Oh. We're going to the Ivory Coast. <laughs> we're going to see Yaya Torre. He as was my main this man. close to being my wild card, but I yeah. thought there's a couple of other brilliant Ivorians I could choose if I need to. Mm. Emmanuel Obue will come close to Travis. Like, sure, <laughs> you're going to have him as your right back, which would be great. But now, Matt, talk to me about Yaya Torre and how he potentially could go down as one of the greatest ever Premier League uh, midfielders. Do you know what? I think he's just fantastic. I think, you know, in the latter years at Barcelona, they started playing him centre-back. Yeah. And I think when he came over to Man City, you know, I think there was a couple of fans, you know, thinking, oh, we're going to play him. And he just bossed that midfield. And I just never never forget that season where he was just scoring bangers from out of the box with ease. And for me, the best goal I saw, I was watching again the other day, was a Palace goal. I don't know if everyone remembers that way when a black end just ran through mm. everyone. And even when it deflected, just smashed it, left foot, top corner. And he was just unstoppable. He was just, for me, best best uh, midfielder in the Premier. I'm a big Vieira fan, being an Arsenal fan. But listen, Yaya counts. Oh, you're hinting for who you've got later on. You could be hinting. <laughs> no, but listen, Yaya counts <laughs> as an Arsenal player. He was there on trial, so it counts. You know what I mean? I mean, Colo was there as well. But I think Colo, if, you yeah, took, if you took both the brothers, it would have been a storm in North London for years. <laughs> which would have been great. My favourite Yaya Torre goal was actually one that doesn't get hyped up enough. It was in the League Cup final against Sunderland. And it's a skill that not many strikers of the ball can actually do. Steven Gerrard did this really well and so did Yaya Torre. When the ball came behind him and first time he shot it into the opposite corner, um, this is normally in the edit, Travis, where we'll just put that video as like a gif and people can see it. But I'll send it to you guys later. But it was such a caressing goal to see. The way he caressed the ball with power, with ferocity, and it went into the opposite corner. Um, yeah, so Yaya Torre is my main man in midfield and hopefully there'll be a couple more coming later on, which will be good fun indeed. Joshua, take us away. You've picked your first choice player and you've broken my heart already. So <laughs> thanks for that. Appreciate it, uh, my friend. Um, where are you going for your first choice goalkeeper and why? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with the United players for now because I'm, I'm in my nostalgia bag. Don't so do go... it. Don't <laughs> do <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'm going to go Van der Sar. Um, Goodness sake, man. Traditionally, uh, in the early 2000s, United struggled uh, with replacing Peter Schmeichel and he came in, brought the security, took us to a new level. Um, you know, last time we lifted the European 
Cup. It was his save from Anelka mm-hmm. um, and a marvellous player um, internationally. Um, and, he was, and he was really solid for Fulham as well, not just what he did for Manchester United to get that move. Um, and had a few question marks about going to, to, to Man United. So, yeah, for purposes of the game, it's van der Sar. Um, and I'm taking the Netherlands, which you know helps you guys. There's a lot of come on, total football and all that. Jazz, Don't do this you know? to me, Joshua. You're gonna have like a, an all-star Man United team with different. I'm not. I'm not. Teams. I'm trying my hardest not to, but you know, Leeds must. If you pick a certain <laughs> South Korean winger, I'll know you're going all Man United. Really. So I, I know who you've got if you're going for South Korea in this one. Uh, which ain't great as well. Um, Travis, you've not picked a goalkeeper yet, so by all means, my friend, go ahead with your first choice goalkeeper. Uh, oh, I have you, picked you, a goalkeeper. So you picked a goalkeeper, Matt's picked a goalkeeper. Oh, it's just me then. So yeah. um, uh, I'm going to have to go, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going brazy on this one. I'm going to have to go. I'm, I'm doing it for the sake of variety. So <laughs> you, you can, you can criticize me all we want, all you want basically, but I am going to have to go for, it's going to pay me to do this, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But for the reasons that I have to do this, I have to do it this way. It's really, really painful. I'm going to have to go to Italy and I'm going to have to pick Gianluigi Buffon. But it's ruined my Italian choice later down the line, which I'm so, so annoid about. Still a great choice, though, to be fair. Great choice. It, it, it yeah. is a first world problem, I admit, but I had someone special in my Italian um, outfield player, but I can't pick them now because that choice is ruined. But now, nah, Gianluigi Buffon, we've spoken glowingly about him um, previously as well. So I think we've all done really good there on goalkeepers as well. Um, Matt, start us off with your right back. Where are you going on your first choice right back? I've gone for another one that I liked, uh, Javier Zanetti. Good man. Javier Good man. Zanetti. And, you know, I, with Zanetti, I just remember the games at Highbury um, for Arsenal. He was just, when you watched him, he didn't look that fast, but he just was impossible to get around. He would play right back, left back, honestly, but right back was his predominant position. And, Absolutely fantastic, international level, club level. And it was only until I think it was Henri ripped him at a San Siro. Then I was like... I watched that goal today. <laughs> I, I watched that goal today. And I was like, the way he just slowed him down, just sped and him right back. up again. Yeah. Crazy. And, Left and foot that, as well. That was the day when I was like, okay, cool, it's done for you. But listen, no doubt, world-class player. And yeah, for me, heavy as an idiot right back. Oh, nicely done there. Uh, Joshua, first choice right back and why? Where are we going with this one? And don't pick a certain Englishman <laughs> Who used to play at right back for Man United? No, I really don't. I no, no, really got really so that's it. I'm gonna that's go. Okay. I'm gonna go Cafu. I'm gonna go Cafu. Does he make it? He makes it, but that's your Brazilian choice. You're going Ooh. for a defender. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, man. Yeah, listen, you gotta do, you gotta do. I'm adding a bit of you know class to the back four here. Um, yeah, Cafu once again, a World Cup winner, amazing reader of the game defensively, one on one defending, and um, positionally. And he was just a role race defender, wasn't he? Wasn't maybe the best that, in terms of the modern defender now, we see going up and down, mm. and having that end product, but he's a defender defender, but he still had the lungs and the energy. Um, to if get anything, he the was pitch. a pioneer for it as well, because in that 2002 yeah, yeah. 2006 Brazilian squad, he would do it quite often. And people would be like, oh, Gary Neville would never do that. But then actually, everyone now does that in, in modern football for fullbacks. And when you see someone like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who's more of a defensive minded fullback, they criticize him for that by not having enough output like Cafu did once upon a time as well. So I get why you picked him, but in a way now, <laughs> I have to find someone to match it. I, Travis, I don't know. Do I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. I'm risking it early. That's all I'm saying. I'm risking it early. Philip Lahm, right back. That's it. That's what I was going to go for. Philip Lahm is my right back. I've used another 
pick of where I wanted later in the team, but I can't have them. But yeah, Philip <laughs> Lahm is my right back and um, essential to any successful side for Bayern Munich and essential to the World Cup winning side for Germany in 2014, respectively. And he was iconic in the way that he defended and never actually got a yellow card when he was playing. And Philip Lahm is someone who... Um, if I didn't have him in my team, I would have just been. I would have. It would have been good night for me. Mm-hmm. I would have just been playing for vibes now. But yeah, Philip Lahm is happily in my right back spot. Travis, who's in your right back spot? Should have been Philip Lahm, Hamza. Thank you. Oh, um, I finally got one back on you, so I'm quite happy about yeah, it. Yeah, it's usually me getting one over you. To be fair, mm. I'm struggling now. I'm struggling. I've got two in my head. I sort of don't want to use either nation this early, but I feel like I'm going to have to just sacrifice one and go for it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for Pablo Zabaleta. Two Argentina picks have been used already. Yeah, I I don't I didn't want to use my Argentina pick, but most of the sort of obviously I've got a huge list here of all the potential options, and most of the Argentinians I can see are are strikers, and my strikers list is like a million miles long. (laughs) So I'm thinking that's probably the best way to go to limit the damage. Um, nah. The other one I was thinking was Danny Alves, but I really don't want to use my Brazil pick already. So, yeah, Pablo Zabaleta is in there for me. Nah, nicely done there, everyone. And Travis, go ahead with your first choice centre-back as well. First choice centre-back, isn't that exciting? Let's have a look. It's a dream. Um, everyone wants the first choice centre-back on this one yeah, because there's absolutely. so many to choose from. Yeah, there are, again, huge lists. Same as I can't pick an Italian, so I'm I'm dead in this game already. That's all I'm saying. So that might have been a hint to someone there. Yeah, thanks nah. for the advice. Uh, Maldini. <laughs> 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 yes straight off the bat I think um, yeah I would have maybe liked to save my Italian pick for later but he's probably you know arguably the best centre-back of all time isn't he so I feel like he just absolutely walks into any back four and uh, with with first choice of centre-backs I think I'd be stupid not to pick him to be fair nah that's good to hear uh, Matt first choice centre-back where are you going with this one for me I'm going Italian defender as well of and... course rob it in why don't you <laughs> And look, Joshua's, Joshua's like, which one? <laughs> I'd see Joshua. Joshua <laughs> Joshua knows who you're picking. He knows <laughs> yeah, who you're picking right This could be one or two. For me, Alessandro Nesta. Oh, great, great shots. Uh, I think, you know what? Like, I, I, I love Cannavaro, and I know Cannavaro won, was it European or World Player of the Year? But what I loved about Nesta was he would just get it done. And he was so slick. He had the slick hair. And for me, he didn't get enough credit, but he was an unbelievable son that had the speed. His timing of tackles were just absolutely amazing I think there was only once when I saw him get torn up but, but that was by the king Thierry Henry uh, rub it in again that, why don't you just say just say but no, if you don't have that, Henry on this podcast Matt you're done that's all I'm saying the Henry players are crazy right now <laughs> but no other than that yeah he, he was absolutely fantastic nah that's good to hear Travis did you pick another centre back um, earlier uh, no no I've just got Maldini for now Okay, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, Joshua, first choice centre back. Where are you going? Are you going for the other Italian, by the way? Yeah, I'm going for Cannavaro. Um, <laughs> uh, the last defender yeah. to win the Ballon d'Or as well. Yeah. Um, it was eight. It was he was just amazing, wasn't he? Five for eight. Yeah, height didn't affect him. Everything you wanted a defender. I mean, Nestle and Maldini, Cannavaro, kind of all three of them, it's so hard to separate them. They're all just. Mm exceptional defenders pure blinded defenders just get it done simple as that really to be honest I think Nesta is really underrated um, I would have had him on the other side if I could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two players from, from the same country I'm going to go um, Cannavaro it's a must I think nicely done there um, I'm going to go down the train of thought of Joshua 
and I'm going back to my club and I'm going for a player who I believe is someone who actually, no, I'm not going to go for him. I'm going to go for his partner, Nemanja Vidic. Go on, Nemanja Vidic. Serbia. I need to have you in there as well because not many Serbians will be making my team besides the world-class <laughs> defender in Nemanja Vidic as well, which is great. So very happy with that one. And arguably it could be said is one of the best top five centre-backs in Premier League history, but um, we'll leave that for another day. But I'm really happy I got Nemanja Vidic, which is really good. Go on, Joshua, because you missed out on Nesta. You can have your second choice centre-back. I'm going to go with Vincent Company. Good shout. Um, really good shout. Uh, revolutionised. I wasn't revolutionised, but it was a big figure for Manchester City's um, dominance and was uh, the last signing before uh, the money came in. <laughs> yeah. Before the money came in. It was at Hamburg from Correct. And he was just sensational. Brilliant. Airily. Um, dominant in both boxes. Fantastic leader as well. Uh, I'm unsure Man City would have won so much without him. Eventually they would have, of course. <laughs> Endless amount of money they have. Um, but in that era, they had that kind of uniqueness under his leadership. Um, and you feared, you feared Manchester City under Mancini with Yaya Toure, with company, with Silva. And he was a big deal with that. And I think he's the modern, first modern day legend for City. Yeah, I absolutely. Say, so I would say company. His statue is quite jarring when you're seeing the way it's made and the way it looks outside the Etihad Stadium, which is quite crazy to see. But um, yeah, nice shout there, Joshua Vincent Company. Matthew, who's completing your incredible looking back line so far as well. And then um, let me hear it, Let me hear it, Matthew, sorry. So I'm going to go with my second centre-back. I'm going to go to the Manchester United. I'm not... <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> Listen, he, for me... Again, uh, see, I'm an Arsenal, but I'm a non-biased. And but Rio, I just remember him being at Leeds performing one. He just went to United and just slotted in perfectly. And I think mm. he was one of the first defenders who I really watched, bringing the ball out from the back, had the speed, got important goals. And whoever was beside him, they just formed like a great partnership at the back. And even for England, he took the form there as well. So yeah, big big player, Mr. Rio Ferdinand for me. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been the dreams of Ferdinand and Vidic in there as well, but <laughs> one of them would have been injured at the time of, of when my team would have been playing, which would have been crazy. But uh, now, nah, nicely done. Now I can't say anything bad about Rio Ferdinand at all. Um, the last, the, the yeah, first Premier League game I ever got to watch was Manchester United versus Swansea, which was Sir Alex Ferguson's last ever home game um, at Old Trafford. And guess who scored the winning goal um, for Manchester yeah. United? Rio Ferdinand. Sort of volley in like the 89th mm. minute, which is crazy, mm. and I'll never forget it. Stadium erupted, and mm. probably the last great memory I've had of Manchester United before <laughs> the downpour of turmoil and misery happened ever since then. Um, but yeah, speaking of turmoil and misery, Travis, pour some more turmoil and <laughs> misery onto my draft because you've got second choice centre back. Um, I'm gonna go for again a little bit of tactical one because I want to get this nation boxed off. I'm going to go for Ricardo Carvalho. Oh, thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. What did you think I was going to say? I no, because there are there Portuguese attacking players that I thought you would have gone for, but I'm glad you haven't. So Yeah, again, I'm looking at the, the wealth of attacking options that I've got. And again, I just think there's perhaps better players I can use than Portuguese options up at the top of the pitch. So I'm saving a couple of big nations for that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Carvalho anyway as well. I think he's one of the most underrated players who's played in the Premier League. Um, you look at the teams he's played for outside of the Premier League as well. Obviously played for Real Madrid, didn't he, as well? Won so, the Champions I, League with yeah, Porto as well. Exactly. I think he was just a great, great defender. I think he was a little bit ahead of his time as well. His ability on the ball 
for the time period. You didn't see too many centre-backs who were able to play out like he did. I know obviously we were talking about Rio a minute ago, who was was great at it. But I feel like Rio gets a lot of credit for um, being ahead of his time in that respect. And you don't it's really because, see it's people because say it's the English. Thing. It's because it's yeah, English. You've seen him on TV all the time. That's why. And he yeah, mentions, he blows his own trumpet a lot, to be fair with him, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, Ricardo Carvalho. I don't know how I can word this. Ricardo Carvalho is probably one of the best ever Chelsea defenders we've ever seen. And I think mm. the fact that he's got that appreciation love from outside of England and European football a lot goes to show how respected he is in the game um, as well, respectively, which is really good. Um, my second choice centre-back, I've got Vidic and I'm going to have to go for, I'm going to go for an uncanny choice, but I know I have to go for this team, um, this country, I should say, because someone stole Vincent Company, which was my first choice. So nicely done there. I appreciate you very, very much. Um, yeah, first choice is gone. Second choice is obviously gone with Rio Ferdinand. So again, thank you very much for that one. I do appreciate everyone stealing from me today. Um, Rafael Marquez, Mexico. That's that's my bold choice. I did like watching him and Puyol in that early, mid-2000s of Barcelona. And he was obviously part of that squad that won the Champions League for the first time pre the evolution of Lionel Messi as well. So uh, Rafael Marquez, honourable mention... No, we'll save honourable mentions until later because it could mention countries, but I'll leave them until later, which would be very good. But yeah, um, Matthew, thoughts on Rafael Marquez as a defender? Did you get to watch most of his games? Did you think he was a good choice from me? Let me hear your thoughts on that. Do you know what? It's funny because um, <laughs> it's a weird one. I used to, on Pro Evo, I used to make sure I always had him and it was Ed Milson. I used yeah. to have them as my base of the game. And I remember him, he used to have his little headband on. And even in the World Cup, I can't remember which one it was. One of us, he was their main player as well. And I think it was quality. I think, you know, they. I used to put him in the same league, him, Mata, Ed Milson, you know, the same type of players. But yeah, and it was quality. One of the few Mexicans I used to watch. Yeah, no, that's nicely done there as well. So Rafael Marquez and Emmanuel Vidic make up my back line. And for my first choice, left back, um, you know what? I'm going to risk it. Actually, it's not a risk when you're talking about Ashley Cole. I mean, come on. Um, I'm going to have to go for Ashley Cole as my first choice left back. And it means I don't get to pick an England player, mostly because um, Rain Rooney was stolen and ripped from me as well. <laughs> Someone looked at our Google uh, WikiLeaks earlier today. So thank you very much for that. But yeah, Ashley Cole is my first choice left back. One of the greatest left backs we've ever seen. Very happy with the choice. Um, Joshua, first choice left back. Where are you going with this one? Uh, Patrice Evra. I'm going to use my French uh, no way. card now. Yeah. Of all the players you can use in France and you're using Patrice Evra. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll let you guys have your Vieira's, your Henri's, your Petit's, the lot, you know. I'm going to go Evra because he had a fantastic career. He did, he did, he did. He, yeah, would, have been, he would have been my first choice, actually. Yeah. yeah I'm building a solid back four here. So you're, you're risking it all on defenders when there's attackers and midfielders to do. So nah, you've got to build your team from the, from the back onwards. And when you've got Rooney up front, it doesn't matter who's behind you. <laughs> In the midfield. Josh, Joshua's here for smoke today. I'm loving it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, that, great. Ever, ever class defender, adapted to the Premier League really well. Another player. He didn't win everything. He didn't win the FA Cup. Um, at United, but he won everything um, domestically. Bit disappointed internationally. In that period, um, the French uh, stars weren't really performing. I remember South Africa being a horror show. Ooh, um, <laughs> they got out of the group, France. But um, on, as you mentioned earlier with Cathy on the ball, going up and down touchline, other than getting ripped to shreds by Aaron Lennon in the League Cup final <laughs> one year. <laughs> It was, he was and his and his debut at Eastlands, which he was, you know, dreadful in Man City beat United 2 0 Galano mm. scored a couple of goals that day. He hardly ever put a foot wrong. He was superb um as a defender and a second threat and, and a real leader. So yeah, he's in he's in my team. 
Nicely done there. Uh, Travis, first choice left back, or your only choice now, I would say. Um, where are you going for your left back? Because Ashley Cole and Patrice Evra have been snatched from you. Where are you going with this one? I was saving this nation for later. I feel like I'm going to have to use Brazil, though, to have even a half-decent left back now. Ooh. So I'm going to go for uh, Roberto Carlos at left back. As that just ruined Matt's chances of having the best back line <laughs> in the game so far. I think from that reaction, it has done, which is crazy. Go on, Matt, talk to me about Roberto Carlos because not only has he been stolen from you, actually Cole's been stolen from you, again, a former Arsenal player. So let me hear your thoughts on um, Roberto Carlos and what he meant to you um, growing up as well as one of the best left-backs in world football. Do you know what? He, you know someone's a good player when you just mention, even though you talk about the position, it's the first player everyone thinks of. And, you know, the goals he scored, like at Real Madrid, the passing, there was one goal, I remember, was it the Tour de France tournament they had that time uh, against France, I think it was? The one yeah. where the ball went out the post and, and everyone tried to recreate it. And that's when you know someone's that big. Even though I'm right foot, they used to try it day in, day out. And no, he was absolutely crazy. Him and Cafu, they were what I knew as fullbacks. And, you know, no matter what team you supported, you wanted your fullbacks to be exactly the same as them too. So, you yeah, know, he, he was absolutely phenomenal. Had everything. Absolutely had everything. Nah, it's good to hear that. And complete the segment of defenders with your first choice left back and go for your straight first choice as, as your midfielder afterwards as well so we'll go right to left if you're going for wingers yeah. but if you're going for a midfield quartet of centre mids by all means start with from defence to attack so first choice left back and then we'll go into your midfield you know what everyone killed me with my left back yeah but I've got one and it's going to throw a lot of people off but I like this guy at left back Ian Hart I know people Island. see that yeah a lot of people see it as weird but he for me I loved him as a left back he had great delivery his free kicks were absolutely phenomenal. And there was, a, I think, that season when Leeds made the Champions League, was it semis? Semi-finals, yeah, yeah. Semi-finals, the defence with uh, Ferdinand, I think they had Woodgate and Gary Kelly. He was pivotal to that team. And I just remember, like, watching things, oh, like, I want my club to sign this guy. I think we had Cole at the time, so we didn't you need You were okay. You were okay. Yeah, we were all right. We were all right. But, no, like, he, like, he was phenomenal. Like, I love you. And... Listen, I want to get in a nation. I don't want the normal teams. I want another nation, the Irish guy. So, yeah, Ian Hart for me. Could have gone for Guardado. Actually, he's still playing. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I played myself <laughs> right there. So, <laughs> Gallardo is the other left back, I would yeah. say. Um, but no, nicely done there. And obviously, you got your first choice in midfield. So, um, this is where you get to reveal to the listeners and to ourselves as well what type of 4 4 2 formation you're going for, Matt, and why. So I've gone for it. I've gone for a four-four-two where my wingers they can take on if they need to cut in. They can cut in, do a little something, something. You know what I mean? Just inverted wingers. I like change it. the game if they need to. You know, but mm. one of the wingers, everyone's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I should have known. But you, so you're gonna start from right to left. So you start with your right mid, and then we'll just go back to our normal uh, routine, which is good. So my right midfielder, I'm going with Mister Lewis Figo. Yes, I've done it. Yes, I've done it. Yes. You've, you've, you've ruined me. You've ruined me. You've absolutely ruined me with the way I set up my team. <laughs> yes, I've done it. Listen, do you know what? He, God, man. he he was one of them where I used to look at him and not think he could do what he did. And, you know, the, the stick he took when he went from um, Barca to Real Madrid was, I remember thinking, how can anyone deal with that? But he, he didn't mind it. He literally didn't mind it. Even after watching the documentary, I was like, you actually had the, you know, or cojones, as they would say, to yeah. go and do what you did. Like, it's not honestly. And then I remember the goal as well against, I think it was England, was it? In the Euros. Euros. Yeah, Smashed yeah. it top corner as well. Like, he 
absolutely quality player. So Lewis Figo for me. Sorry to ruin your hands. I'm sorry about that. It happens these days. It happens. <laughs> Joshua, do you have any good memories on Lewis Figo before you start off with your first choice midfielder and why? Uh, we'll go for Lewis Figo, then your midfielder. So let's, let's hear it, Joshua. Yeah, no, no real. I'm going to be a bit <laughs> controversial. I think he's quite overrated as a footballer. Oh. Lewis Figo. I'll be honest. What, I'll probably get a what is this? Comments. I just think he's, the idea of Figo for me is better than. Um, what he really represented in, in the football pitch, personally, but that's my two friends. Probably not going to be up to return to the pod, but hey, um, you know, hey, it's, 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 it's not a con- Friday night counter attack is not a concentration I, camp. I, we're here, I, to, we're here I, to have I, opinions. I, great, but I just that think one that because is crazy. he made that move, he made that move, you know, to Real Madrid. It just lived up to the to the the, the legend of Figo. But the reality is, he, he failed internationally. Um, well, every Portuguese has failed um, internationally until 2016. Well, yeah, well, well. Yeah, he still had a fantastic team around him though did he not in 2004 should have won the home nations yeah, I, so I get your point I get your point with that I just uh, he's, he's a fantastic player but come on levels there's levels to it you know? there's <laughs> levels uh, I think he goes anyways um, which is funny because I, would, I need some help here uh, how, you setting up your four, how are you setting up your 4 4 Joshua let's hear it's it a flat, it's a flat 4 4 so two wingers and two, two centre midfielders okay um, and so the play I'm going on the right, I don't know if he's right or left, so you've got to forgive me. But I'm going to go for JJ Okocha. He's right, right? He's right midfielder. We're going to, are we going to be allowed to put him on the right? Let's, let's see what the panel thinks, because he played a lot on the left for Nigeria. And for oh, so Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with JJ Okocha on the left. You can't pick left yet, so that pick is still... That's- out there as well. You have to start right to left. And now we know you know. Now we know that you know <laughs> you want JJ so Someone could come in and steal him just for the sake of it, which is quite funny. So I told you we don't, we don't play games in draft, <laughs> Joshua. So uh, yeah, another pick for your right, if you may. Uh, if you <sighs> All right, mate. Unless Listen. unless Travis comes in clutch and, and says, actually, Hamza, you know what? He did play on the right. Let's 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 uh, another player here. Matthew's going to slate me because he just slated his pick. Um, but I've really picked. I've really picked a Frenchman, aren't I? I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna have to pass. I'm gonna have to pass to come back to you guys. Yeah, go on, Travis. First choice for your midfielder. We'll let Joshua think about it. Only love can hurt like this for Joshua's playing in his mind right now. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. Uh, yeah. qu- I'm just quickly in the background trying to research the um, primary positions <laughs> that JJ Gotcha played. And actually, I, I've, I've, I've looked on two different websites. <laughs> One says he did but not for Bolton and Nigeria, but it did for PSG. So as, as a consensus, do we allow that? But one Accor- said he did According to the transfer market website, it says here his main position was attacking the field. Right now. Well, <laughs> other positions, <laughs> other positions, right winger. I say we give it him. As someone who's been shafted by this, not being able to play players in different positions rule. That's the rule and time. that's the law. <laughs> I'm happy, to, I'm happy to, uh, to allow it, to be honest. I, I'd, I'd happily give it to you. Uh, Matthew, you, ag- Matthew, agree or disagree? What are we saying? No, oh, no, nah, nah, I, I give him that. You, you know, even even though he slated me, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm the nice one here, so I'll be alright. I'll give it to him. No, that's Thank fine. You, I'll, 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 I'll agree with the consensus. And Joshua, you have your right midfielder. You have JJ Okocha. <laughs> oh my days, Joshua, you're gonna have to talk to me about JJ Okocha. You, you've built him up as, as this amazing player, and he was an amazing player. But again, tell me what JJ Okocha brought to a football pitch and what he brought to football um, in just... the early 2000s the late 90s just so silky um in regards to just the skill um the take-ons going down to the to hit the byline um his build-up play and uh, it was a bit of a maverick from that side 
in the early, you know, you talk about the 4-4-2, right mid was simply David Beckham, run, hit that ball, as soon as you hit the byline, well, at least 30 yards from the penalty area. But JJ Okocha just had that creativity um, from that area, um, whipping the ball in, good strike of the ball as well. And had a, you know, solid international career as well. So um, that's why I'm going to go JJ Kocha. And I needed to, I needed to go to another nation as well. And you guys try Shafi, man. He's a right mid. He's a right all mid. I'm, all I'm saying you, is, you, you, all I'm saying, you, you owe Travis a nice little present coming up soon as well, because that was, a, he came in clutch there, Travis, to save you. And Travis, <laughs> to do that as well, you were very, very kind there as well, which is great to see. And uh, Travis, before we move on to your pick, why don't you tell everyone um, which play you got, you got messed up with last time on, a, on our last draft and why? Mbappe. It was Mbappe. I was going for a front three of Mbappe on the right, Kane on the in, in the middle, sorry. And I can't remember who I was going to go for. On the you left. had Leao. Rafael Leao, that was it. This is for a Champions League draft. Yeah. Which is Champions out now League on draft. all streaming platforms, by the way. Other services are out there as well. But yeah, it's, it's out now. Yeah, I was hoping for Kane in the middle, Leao on the left, Mbappe on the right, and it got vetoed. And I kind of see why, but I feel like he's the kind of player who you could put on the right wing and he'd do a good job still. So 100%. I, yeah, you just put him there on FIFA, Travis. That's all we if know I, about. If I was on that pod, Travis, I'd say yes. 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 Yeah, so oh, I, I thought it was Matthew, okay. we've got just... an alliance cut for you now. Joshua <laughs> and Travis are forming an alliance. We, we'll rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> God, knock it down somehow. Uh, Travis, talk to us about your 4 how are you laying it out, and who's your first choice going from right to left or back to front, I should say? Um, I'm going for a flat 4-4-2, similar to Joshua. And um, on the right-hand side, I think you've actually... Joshua definitely, but maybe Matt as well. I think you've both made a glaring a mission here. I'm going for Gareth Bale. I can't believe neither of you have picked him. For me, I think of this generation of players, only Messi and Ronaldo have been better. And I can't believe that neither of you chose him, but I'll choose him because yeah, I just think he was absolutely phenomenal. I think he was so good at everything. He could play in every position if you wanted him to. Matt, I warned you, Joshua, I warned you. This is no joke on, on our draft challenges. We do not mess about here. And Gareth Bale just went under the radar for Travis, who you know is a Spurs fan. And he went, Gareth Bale's mine. He was, he was nearly, was very nearly my, um, my wild card pick. It was between him, mm. Yaya and, and Czech, but I was trying to be a bit more clever. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. They, they have not seen what's happening here because I'm going for a midfield diamond. I'm going for a 4-4-2 diamond. And Yaya Torre is going to be one of the two centre midfielders. And I'm going to have a holding midfielder. And if I'm going for a holding midfielder, I'm going to go for one of the greatest holding midfielders I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And someone who annoyingly gets violated kind of on social media nowadays as well. But he's actually one of the most fearsome men I've ever seen in world football. Roy Keane is my oh, holding midfielder. No, no, he the box. Oh, come on. No way. He's oh, no. Oh, can't have it. I had him. I had him. I had him as well. He's box to box as well. He's a midfielder. What happened to the alliance? He told me, Hamza told me alliance. There's no alliance. (laughs) There's no, there's no alliance here as well. But yeah, Roy Keane, he had some amazing memories as well. And with my, with my midfield quartet, I'm going straight for midfielders because there are so many centre midfielders I can't leave out. So, um, yeah, I'm going for that 4-4-2 diamond, I would say. And if someone p- if someone picks the pick of my diamond, my game plan is ruined. I don't care who I have up front. My game plan is building on this centre attack midfielder. And I hope everyone, 
everyone who's listening to this should know who I've who I've got picked because I picked him a few times in previous drafts, and you know I love the guy as well, um, as well respectfully. But yeah, good thing you're in charge; so you can give yourself first pick, isn't it? <laughs> no, if you listen back to it, if you listen back, everyone has a rotation, so it's never going to be first pick for me all the time. And speaking of that, I get my second pick in midfield, which is really good, uh, which is quite nice. But actually, we'll go into Roy Keane. We'll go into Roy Keane actually. Um, go on, Joshua. Favorite Roy Keane memory and why? Oh, just just to rub it in a bit, just to rub the soil. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Turin, Turin, special, of course. Knowing that you're not going to make the final, um, going the for the definition first of a leader as well. Yeah, to 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 get those goals for us to, yeah, without that, we you know we don't get the first treble. It's ever it's ever been won by an English side, mm. and um, I actually also enjoy. I think it was the year 2000. We had a blue kit, and um, he scored a brace at Highbury. Um, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was 2000 or 2003. And I just think that's a performance. You're like, oh, Roy Keane is a bit overrated. And I flick that one on, Arsenal in their pomp, at Highbury, under the Invincibles, or at least even half before the Invincibles, all, all your stars. And he just takes the game away from Vieira and scores a brace. Um, super, super keen. Great player. Amazing. Amazing player as well. And Joshua, what was it like seeing the Keane and Vieira rivalry, not just the Man United and Arsenal rivalry, but it was heightened by the two captains that both Arsenal and Manchester United had at the time, respectively? Let me hear it. I don't, we've not seen anything like it since the Premier League, honestly. I know we've seen Manchester City and Liverpool in recent years go head to head, but that, that battle was the game. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, we've seen all the scenes in the, in the title um, for the game in 2004 at 4-2 amazing football game obviously United won that game so I'm a bit more chirpy but I'm sure Matthew can agree Vieira scored that night young Ronaldo scored a brace if I'm correct John O'Shea lobbed the goalkeeper um, but also had their nights as well um, you know, in that rivalry Vieira turned up in 98 and with Vultord winning the title at Old Trafford which they famously sing about now at the moment um, good results when Beckham got his boot thrown at him after one that day people forget and the FA Cup, it was a great rivalry, great wins at Highbury and Old Trafford. And but in terms of Rare and Keane, I, I, you don't see the like of it, I don't I don't think, because they turn up in the big games too much. The top players don't do know that, man, in my opinion. <laughs> go, on, go on, Matt. Match Joshua's energy right there with how he just went through the history of Arsenal v Man United. Let me hear your thoughts on Roy Keane and that rivalry with Patrick Vieira. Do you know what? I just remember, for me, it's the tunnel moment. Like, everyone just remembers that, you know what I mean? I just remember, like, Vieira's going and the Gary, and you see everyone looking at the tunnel, like, what's going on? But them two, I think what I loved about that rival was, even though it was how it was, on the pitch, they drove their team, both of them. And Joshua really just already alluded to it, that, that Juventus won. He grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. And I saw him do it many a time, and he was one of them players that set the tone. Same as Vieira. You see Arsenal play a game, it's a bit quiet. Bang, after a tackle, he's telling everyone, get on with it. And yeah, honestly, absolutely. I, even I'm a massive Vieira fan, I still love the way Roy Keane was. And them games are the ones where you make sure you're home on that Sunday, no matter <laughs> what. And they used to build up on Sky Sports with a little intro music. And I'm going to make sure I watch that one. But yeah, honestly, fantastic player. Nah, nicely done there as well. Um, first choice centre midfield, you know what? Because of the mind games, Travis, first choice centre midfield, let's hear it. Oh, I wasn't expecting to get first choice. Um, you you are the one that name drops. He's like, oh yeah, you can give yourself. I never give myself first choice unless I um, unless it's randomised. Yeah, you are very fair with it. I'll give you that. To be fair, yeah. um, I'm gonna go for again, perhaps a little bit left field, but trying to get a niche nation in there so I can save the uh, the better nations for my attacking players. I'm going for Luka Modric. You know he's not retired, right? He's still playing, isn't he? Oh, God. No, I'm not you going for Luka Modric. You missed his turn. You missed his turn. You made, you made a mistake. Right? Oh, gutted. 
Yeah, right. So everyone gets their turn before mm. Travis gets his next turn as well, which is great. So go ahead, Matthew. First choice, um, centre mid. And why? Oh, so I've got this. Card. For me, I, I don't know if you, Clarence Seardoff. You're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> you can't do this to me. That was my Netherlands pick. That was. <laughs> that was the pick that I needed. That was the pick that I needed. I swear to God, I'm so sorry for that outburst. But that was the pick that I needed, Matthew. <laughs> there are no friends in this now. game. There are no friends in this game. I swear. Do, do, uh, do you remember, guys, when I said we'll rebuild the alliance and he said there is no alliances in this game? <laughs> there we go. I love the words of Joshua's pick. I love oh. this game. <laughs> yes. oh, my days. Nah, you killed me. That that was the pick I needed to complete that. Do not trio though. Say Dorf, Yaya, Torre and Keane. No one's that would have been through. disgustingly good, to be fair. Oh, I blame you, Travis, for this as well. Why are you picking Luka Modric for a retired? <laughs> you set me up. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. Do you know, he's just, he's so old that I just, you forget that he's retired because he's knocking mm. on the door of 40. You forget that he's not retired. It's crazy. Go ahead, Matt. Favourite um, Clarence Seedorf memory and what did he mean to you as a footballer? Do you know what? I think with Clarence Seedorf, he was the first one where what I looked like, the robustness in midfield. And even as he got older, he kind of didn't lose a lot in his game. And that he was part of the AC Milan team as well, with Kaká, Pirlo, Ambrosini. And honestly, when I... I oh, Real Madrid goal. I can't forget that one. My God, like, like that goal was absolutely amazing. And even when you look at him now, I don't know if you guys saw um, a couple of months ago it was in their charity game, he was just bossing everyone again. Like, you know, he looks like he's at 25 again. But no, he was a phenomenal player. Strength was unbelievable. You could play him on the left, play him on the right, always put on a shift. And just to, you know, stop you, Hamza. So sorry about that. You better pick your second choice. <laughs> Uh, I've got no, I've got no, I've got no other Dutch player now. Thanks to you. I didn't have an alternative because Van der Sar was taken again. Thank you, Joshua. And Clarence Zadorf is taken again. Thank you, Matt. But like I said, this is, this is, this is a vibe we're always going for in drafts and this is what we're going for um, in it as well. Joshua, go ahead. Your first choice centre midfielder. Where are you going with this one? I'm going to, I'm going to need some clarification. I'm a bit worried about um, Travis there with Modric, right? Iniesta are they retired. retired or not? They have to be in, retired. In, in, Iniesta doesn't play football anymore. He's retired, right? No, he's no, there. He he's still, still playing. Oh, that's why I'm wearing number the, six. Number I six, Iniesta. I asked the question. So I'm going to go for Balak. <laughs> have you not, picked Balak. A, you not picked a German player, no? No, no, no. I've got Ooh. Van der Sar, I've got Van der Sar, Cafu, Cannavaro, um, Company, um, Evra, and JJ Kocha. So we are... Ooh, nice shout there. That's nice. a very good shout. Yeah. Um, very yeah, but, yeah, who's in ours? So yeah, great choice. <laughs> <laughs> great choice. <laughs> um, fantastic player, uh, to be honest. Uh, box to box, bit of steel, a bit definition of dynamism as well, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. intelligence in the midfield, but also can... I, I love the just way you read the game. But a goal scorer as well. Got a lot of goals. And I mean, that 2002 team excellent in Brazil in terms of the Brazilian team that beat Germany but you do yeah. think what if you stayed on the pitch what if mm -hmm. what, what could have happened I mean it's still probably lost the game but it was such a big loss for such a nation like Germany you always don't have a team building around one one player you, 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 yeah you kind of see how influential he was so yeah, I'm going to go Balak yeah Travis we spoke about this last uh, season as well Balak was one of the most unluckiest players in 2002 because he missed the Champions League final against Real Madrid he missed the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, in no, he lost the champion. He lost the Champions League final. He lost the Bundesliga on the last day um, to Bayern Munich as well, and he lost the World Cup final all in that same summer. So I think he lost yeah. the German Cup as well, didn't he? That I was think it. It was four, four competitions in one season that he four. was a finalist and lost. Yeah, 
he was the ultimate loser that time, Michael Ballack, and he probably won't like me for saying that, but it, those are the facts, unfortunately. Um, yeah, go on then. My my choice now, you know what? I'm gonna have to throw him in. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw him in there because Clarence Radoff has taken, but uh, I wanted this I wanted this player to take him away from Matt, but I can't go for him now because Matt's come for me, so I have to, I have to go back in a certain way. Um <laughs> so partner Roy Keane and Yaya Torre in midfield, I'm gonna have to go for Zinedine Zidane, France. That is that is that is the way I get you all back because oh, I'm really, I'm really, how, did, how did I try and even choose Modric when Zidane? How was, did uh, Joshua <laughs> pick Patrice Evra? How did Joshua pick Patrice Evra in this one? Joshua, I love you, but come on, no, no, no one picked him as a wild card as well. This is my misdirection that I had planned from the beginning, and I love it. It's great, um, but. Clarence Seydorf would have made that the perfect quartet and I'm, I'm happy with Zidane in this team as well. And now, um, yeah, before I move on to Travis, go on, everyone share with me their favourite Zinedine Zidane because we talk about him all the time and we love him. Starting from Matt because he's heartbroken the most, then Joshua, then Travis, and then Travis can name his first choice centre mid after getting suspended for one game because of Luka Modric. Go on, go ahead, Matthew. Uh, for me, it'd be too easy to say just a goal because he scored spectacular goals. For me, I'd just say the France versus Brazil performance, that performance Ooh. against Brazil in that World Cup. It was just like the goal that it does predators. Like he just, and because they had Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, it was like he was doing it by himself. You're like, do you know who you're playing against? And he was just taking the mick out of them. And yeah, for me, that whole performance was absolutely amazing, man. Nah, excellent choice there. Joshua, favourite Zinedine Zidane moment? Oh, Hamden, Hamden's too special. What a goal. Absolutely crazy. Before Bell scored that against Liverpool in Kiev, that was the greatest final goal I've seen in my life in all competitions. Um, sensational. Because he did so well internationally, but yeah. he rose it, for, he raised it for Juventus and Real Madrid. He, he, he brought it all the time, unlike Figo. Um, so... <laughs> Burn. <laughs> um, but yeah, Zidane Hamden Park, what a goal, what a player. Easy. Nicely done there. Travis, go ahead with your favourite Zidane memory. Obviously, um, a bit before your time as well, but I still want to hear your thoughts on Zidane. Uh, it could be a manager moment as well when he did that, when he saw Gareth Bale do that against Liverpool. That was quite funny to see Zidane do that um, as well. And then hit us with your first choice centre midfield as well. Go ahead, Travis. Yeah, like like you say, he was a bit before my time really. So in terms of um, playing memories, I don't, I don't really have any memories of him. Um, obviously, I've seen you know, all the famous moments and stuff. You can't avoid it as a football fan. Um, I'd say my favourite moment of him as a manager was when um, when Ronaldo scored that bicycle kick against Juve in the Champions League. And uh, just his reaction to that goal, it was just pure comedy. Really funny. I'd love to see him back in full-time management, but it looks like he's got a select few places of where he actually wants to manage because of family commitments, language barriers, etc. So we'd like to see him manage a national team at a World Cup. That would be the dream and maybe redemption for him after the 2006 World Cup as well, respectively, um, as well. Right then, Travis, grace us with a presence of a centre midfielder in your team that is retired and is not still playing. Please, yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll try and pick one that's not playing. Um, I'm going to go for... See, I'm struggling a little bit here because a couple of my picks have been taken off me. Zidane was one of mine, Roy Keane was one of mine, Torre was one of mine. So, I mean, you're um, just naming my team, so that's all Yeah, good. I, I am struggling. <laughs> so I'm going to go for... Javi literally yeah I, I've been literally. considering who I was going to pick from Spain I think you have to pick somebody uh, and yeah Javi is uh, Javi's the one for me um, I would have picked Iniesta but obviously as we know he's still playing 
I um, hope you picked him, and I hope you. I'm glad Joshua asked the question because if you picked him second and you could have got suspended for a round, that would have been no. Can very, you imagine? <laughs> I was going to query this as well. By the way, I'm still getting an eleventh player, aren't I? I'm not going to be like down to ten men. No, no, no. You're still getting eleventh place. Just you missed the round of picking. Basically. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the the penalty is that I pick later. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, which is all good. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Joshua. Next centre midfielder, and why? So just to confirm again. Oh, great. Fabregas. <laughs> Fabregas has, Fabregas has retired, right? Fabregas has retired, yeah. Thank God. Math, Matthew, so, has Fabregas re- retired? Let, let, let yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And I think it's only just because I'm sure he was playing for later <laughs> for Como. Yeah, last season. But like Travis said, you've got to pick one of these, you know, Spanish midfielders. They were fantastic um, in what they were able to do. Um, His last game and- was in May 2023. So just to confirm for anyone oh. listening, Spurs Fabregas recently retired um, during the summer. So very recently, yeah, very recently. Nicely done there, Josh. I'm glad we did this podcast now and not in May um, after we <laughs> met, which is great. Um, but no, go ahead, Fabregas. Yeah, I'm going with Fabregas. Now? What a midfielder! Um, sensational youngster for Arsenal. Um, Barcelona were desperate to get him every single year mm. um, some will say he didn't have the best time at Barcelona um, when he went back but false nine as well it. a few times yeah false nine in, in, in the Euros of 2012 he started the Euro 2012 final against Italy as the false nine he was the most important piece mm. um, then he came back to the Prem and him and Diego Costa shut it down for Chelsea um, and, and, and he got his hands on the Premier League if I'm correct he's won every single competition Um I that's, think. A, that's a cold feat to have though every he has, single yeah, competition yeah, yeah. is crazy he's won every competition because he's won the Champions League and the Prem now and... Matthew did he win the yeah. Europa League against Arsenal I think they won the Europa League the yeah. year after after uh, yeah I don't think he, yeah. I don't think he played that one I don't think he was in the midfield it might be so it might be the Europa League that he's not won to be fair he's probably never played in it though has he yeah Arsenal would have been mainly in the Champions League when he was there yeah. so were Barca so were Chelsea so because the thing with Fabregas was when he moved to Barcelona to then when he left, that was when Barcelona didn't win the Champions League either mm-hmm. as well. So they moved. he moved after 2011. They never won the Champions League until he left when 2015 yeah. he moved to Chelsea as well, respectively. But again, Cesc Fabregas won World Cup, one World Cup, yeah. two European Championships, one Club World Cup, two Premier League titles with Chelsea, one Spanish uh, Cup competition as well. And he did win the Europa League um, against Arsenal as well, respectively. Oh, but he did? wasn't oh. he wasn't in the yeah. team, but he was in the squad, I believe. Oh, he was in the squad. Yeah. So he didn't win the Champions League then? That was the only one he missed? He missed the Champions League, yeah. yeah. When you got a World Cup, anything is really second. <laughs> yeah. I would say, which is crazy to see. But no, great shout there, Joshua. One of your most inspired choices so far as well, <laughs> uh, respectively. Matthew, go ahead. Centre mid, where are you going? So oh, you've broken my heart with one, by the way. So by all means, my heart is already broken. As that Tommy Shelby, <laughs> see all the time, it's already broken. You can't break me any further. So I'm gonna go for. No one's mentioned. I hope not. Patrick Vieira. No one. Good. You're good. Yes. No. You know what? He. You know. I just think about for Arsenal how we bought him for tuppence basically <laughs> nothing really and mm. he just come and absolute busted the goal against Man United uh, right foot finish top corner as I said led us in many a game you know and we all remember the battle at Old Trafford yeah that's my leader yeah <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it was nil nil you had the team gang Kian and everything like that but honestly and because of him I'd still do that little you know the little Vix thing he used to do on his, uh, on his shirt so that's my idol and yeah he bossed everything internationally my personal opinion, I don't think he played as well as he did club level. That's my opinion. He was Miss Profile uh, when he was playing for France because he was France. the one trying to 
uh, accommodate for Zinedine Zidane as well and his yeah. freedom and his creativity. When you're playing a flat 4-4-2, they later played a 4-3-3 or a 4-5-1, I should say, sorry, Makaleli and Vieira, but it still yeah. didn't get the best out of Vieira, I would say. Yeah, nah, he was phenomenal. I just feel like, and I'm pitching that combination, him and Seedorf, I don't see anyone getting past that. <laughs> so, yeah, now Patrick Vieira for me, definitely. Uh, that's okay. So has everyone got three midfielders then? So far. so far, yeah. And no, That's I've fine. got two. You're suspended for a round, so we'll, we'll <laughs> give you that go for number three. Go ahead, Travis. Who's your second choice midfield? Um, I'm going to use my England pick now and hope I'm not wasting it. I'm going for Frank Lampard. I think I've got the goal threat from Bale. Xavi's going to sit a bit deeper and dictate play. I want my other midfielder to be able to break the lines, um, get in between the defence and midfield and pop up with a goal every now and again. And who better to do that than Frank Lampard? I honestly think, and this is not me gassing everyone up because you know I haven't as normally, but everyone's got a solid team so far, which is crazy. <laughs> no, one, no, one's, no one's missed so far is all I'm saying in terms of their picks. Even you, Joshua, you've done very well with JJ Okocha in the right wing. I will forgive <laughs> and you. Evra. And Evra. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just one player I thought Matt was going to go for, but he hasn't gone because of a country. So... I feel like I, I feel like he's played me or I played him too early. So I don't know how this is going, uh, which is crazy. Right then, um, everyone's on their fourth choice midfielder. So um, go ahead, Travis. A fourth midfielder. I'm yeah, so going to go left for winger. left winger. I'm going to go for Eden Hazard. Ooh, I, nice think that I think the last couple of years have made people forget how good he actually was in his prime at Chelsea. And... When he was in his prime at Chelsea, he's one of the best players I've seen grace the league. I'm not going to say the best, obviously not, mm. but the way that he would just strike fear into the heart of defences was crazy. And the amount of games for a very average Chelsea side, you know, the, the latter stage of his Chelsea career anyway, um, the amount of games where he just popped up with a clutch moment, a goal, an assist, you know, running through the whole defence and just knocking it into somebody else to tap it in for the winner or whatever. The amount of games where he won points for Chelsea was was absolutely miraculous. So, yeah, Eden Hazard, I think, is uh, another recently retired one, but um, I think a great shout for my left wing. Nicely done. Joshua, first row's left mid. Um, this is the reason why I didn't pick Gareth Bell, because I picked uh, Ryan Giggs. Yeah, that uh, makes sense, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt, don't they, say you had him. Matt in the was team. also playing games. <laughs> don't tell me Matt had him in the team. Oh my goodness me. Um, yeah, Ryan Giggs on the field, uh, an exceptional. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. Player. I needed to clarify later. Yeah, I'm glad you have clarified. to say that because you, you know, you know, we're a family podcast here. But on <laughs> the field, um, Ryan Giggs, absolutely fantastic. The career he had, 800 plus appearances for Manchester United, 13 Premier League titles. Um, so many memorable memories. Um, Villa Park, when he went past the whole Arsenal team to stand at top bins. Mm. Um, even in 2010, when he got PFA, um, won the PFA award, skipping past in West Ham, goals like that. But he is it's probably the first player that, this is a mad shout this, that Ferguson, after Conselsh, has kind of put faith in to be like, this is going to be, you're going to be my guy, and I'm going to need you at all times until you retire. And we saw that when he played... He took that mid- He took that literally so far as well <laughs> until he outlived throughout Ferguson's time <laughs> yeah. at Manchester United by an extra season, which is crazy. Um, and then became interim manager by a year as well, which is insane yeah. around Giggs. So yeah, we don't talk about him too much, but yeah, Giggs is just kind of a forgotten shoulder, shoulder of 
of English football. Right? He's Welsh, of course. He's Welsh. Let me remind him. And he's a tricky winger. And I think he creates balance. Him and Akotcha on the wings. Good luck. That is crazy. That is very, very crazy. Matthew, go ahead. First, um, last midfield, I should say, your left mid. And there's some glaringly obvious ones we've missed on both wings as well. With even the Nations, you've still got three. So let me hear your thoughts on this, Matt. So this one, he beat my king to a certain award. Ooh, this is why I chose not to play the wingers game because I would be brassic compared to the rest of you guys. So and now, he, I know who you're going for. Mr. Pavel Nedved. Yes. Old. We don't you talk know, about him off the pitch as well, just like Ryan Giggs. We don't talk about yeah, him off yeah. the pitch. But on the, <laughs> Travis, have you seen the video of him off the pitch? If, if you have, just nod. You don't have to say I, I didn't. I didn't want to sound too, um, you know, out of the loop or whatever, but yeah, I've got no idea what Pavel Nedved's done. That's, I was assuming that it was something to do with all the dodgy stuff that's going on with uh, Juventus. With their he, is at, and... he is at the centre of it, so mm. I'll, 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 say, I'll send it to you later. But... Yeah, we'll talk about that later off, off, the, uh, off the podcast. Nah, nicely done is, there. What, but... Where's he from, by the way? Croatia? Is that... Czech Republic. Czech Republic, Czech Republic. okay. Mm. Nah, that's good. Go on, Matt. Talk to us about how Pavel never, Pavel never beat Thierry Henry to the Ballon d'Or in 2003 after becoming a finalist in the Champions League and losing to AC Milan on penalties. How was that for Pavel Nedved? Do you know what? First of all, I don't know how he beat my king to that. I'll always support my guy Thierry, first of all. Let me you didn't even that. pick him in your team, man. How can you not pick your king in your team, Matthew? Come on now. You, you, you were, I'm going to say it, you were afraid and that's why you went for Vieira and bigged up Vieira. You could have gone for Henri as your wild card and be done with it, but... Nah, nah you know. <laughs> don't want to hear that, Matthew. Come on, you're better than this. I know nah. you. <laughs> nah, respect. Listen, uh, Ned Van Honestly was fantastic. And, you know, every time I think about him, I think about even Czech Republic, Juventus was part of that team. Del Piero, Vieira, you had, um, I don't know if you were Cameronese or them guys. Mm. And he was absolutely fantastic in terms of coming left foot, right foot. And even sometimes I play him just behind the striker. Now nah, he was absolutely phenomenal. And, but I was, he was one of them wingers that I just enjoyed watching. Like, I'd watch Serie A for players like him. And, yeah, he goes into my team. And I just think that solidifies my my field. Figo, Sida, Vieira, Nedved. Ugh, come on. Come on. What else can we say? <laughs> what else can we say except all of you have missed this glaringly obvious player? Oh. I'm not picking him, but I am going to drop him because he doesn't play as a striker. He played as a midfielder or as a wing, I should say. Um, I'm not going to go for him because there's always a fan favourite of mine that I just love to death and I'm going to pick him because I want him in this team because someone took Clarence Adolf. Nicely done there, Matthew, once again. Um, you've all missed Ronaldinho. I would have picked... I'm going to defend myself here. I genuinely would have picked Ronaldinho if I didn't have to use Roberto Carlos for my left-back spot. That's the only reason I didn't pick him because my first two choices were Cole and Evera, which you guys both picked. So I would have picked Ronaldinho. Nah, that's okay. But yeah, I'm not going for Ronaldinho. We'll mention that honourable mentions before um, the strikers as well. Um, Ricardo Kaká. Oh. My number 10. Kaká, Zidane, Yaya Torre, Roy Keane. Honestly, I wanted to go for Xabi Alonso, but the fact that I went for Yaya Torre, I was like, Xabi Alonso and Yaya Torre. It's going to sound weird when you say it out loud, but they both had very, very good technical ability. And Matthew, we've spoken about this before, about how, unfortunately, a lot of black players, and Travis has spoken about this before, a lot of black players don't get hyped up enough for their technical ability. But Yaya Torre, like we've said before, time and time and time again, was unbelievable yeah. with, with technical ability. So I wouldn't need both of them and Zidane. So I thought I'd go for Zidane, mm. Yaya Torre, and Ricardo Kaka, Ballon d'Or winner 2007, Thank you very much. Here's my Brazilian pick. And I was so glad I risked it all 
um, for Kaka as well. So nicely done there as well. Um, strikers, this is going to be good for them. But before we go on to strikers, um, go, on, go on, Matthew. Let me hear your thoughts on Kaka and Joshua, your thoughts on Kaka as well. You know, I think I think uh, I've got recent memories. I'm sure we've all seen the one on social media where that guy's at Kaka Pass. Cut back, cut back. <laughs> yeah, cut back. <laughs> the world was cut in back. a better place before that man <laughs> said cut back. I, cut I, back, I cut back. But yeah, no, Kaka, he was one of them. He just, he it's a mixture of like graceful and he wasn't the quickest, but you just mm. couldn't get the ball off him. He was glad on the fun, pitch. Exactly. AC Milan, uh, the final through ball for Crespo, uh, the goal against United, <laughs> let them clang their heads together, just finessed it. And he was Causing one of the concussion reasons, before yeah. concussion something were a thing. Literally. And he was one of the reasons why I started playing again. I can't remember if I played with Mission, where you wear the long sleeve top with the Under Armour, put your feet yeah. in the front. I still I do it to this day. Pioneering fashion, you Yeah, no, he, he honestly, he was absolutely phenomenal. And like you said, could have done Ronaldinho, but I'm, yeah, that Kaka pick, I'm, I don't know how I left him out. I'm, I'm quite fuming I left him out, but yeah, great player. Nicely done there. Joshua, any thoughts on Kaka and how he's probably one of the best players we've ever seen before the aliens took over in Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> I, I, I think I think he's sorry to cut you off. I think he's the, the third off the list. I think he is after the after the aliens because that performance. I thought you were gonna say, Oh, I don't like him like like Fever. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 way, no, no way, no way, no way, no way. Delete me from the pod. Anyone who says that about Kaka's and if you don't if you don't like, if you don't rate Kaka, you don't rate football. That's the that's the acid test. I don't see how you cannot sensational football at like 07, 08, 06. If it wasn't for Messi and Ronaldo, you'd be talking about him being one of the best to ever do it. Him and Ronaldinho mm. are so you know so good for that Brazilian side, but oh no, I love Kaka and I'm looking at my team thinking, what an idiot. Why have I got Kaka in my team? What is that? Like yeah. Kaffee can go. I can sell Kaffee. Anyone buy Kaffee <laughs> off me? And I'll trade in Kaffee. <laughs> I'll trade in Kaka off Hamza. But no. I'll swap Kaffee for Zabaleta, to be fair. No, no, thank you. No City players in my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's nice. It's kind of like Travis said, that injuries really hampered the uh, latter career of Eden Hazard. And Kaka was another player like that because he was, again, a, a wonder kid who's played a lot early at Sao Paulo, Brazil. A World Cup winner with Brazil in 2002. Mostly a bench player, but... Then at AC Milan, he was used all the time as like their focal Traquatisa, their number 10, who was supplying Rui Costa, Shevchenko and Carlo Ancelotti. As we're seeing now with Jude Bellingham, he is such a good profiler of a player. Like, but Jude Bellingham, if he's playing in England for Liverpool, he'd be another midfield passion merchant with mm-hmm. McAllister and Endo. And he wouldn't be a glaringly obvious, amazing attacking player like we see for England, but most importantly for Real Madrid, for his career and for his development. And that's due to Carlo Ancelotti having that intellect in terms of how well you can profile a player. And he profiled Kaka perfectly. Mm-hmm. When he saw him in that 2005 run to the final, when he saw him in 2007 avenging for the defeat in Istanbul in Athens, that's when he saw the gracefulness and the poise and the amazing technical ability of Ricardo Kaka. So, yeah, Ricardo Kaka is my complete in my midfield quartet, which is nicely done indeed. Right then, um, we're gonna we're gonna do yours like this because everyone's got two strikers. No one picked a striker for their wild card, did they? I, I did, Rooney. did, yeah, Rooney. So. Joshua, you're going last because you picked one, which is perfect. No, okay. You're going last, but then you get your second choice straight afterwards anyway, which is perfectly fine. So, um, uh, Matthew, you've not been first in a while. So, Matthew, first choice for your striker, because I know you can't pick Thierry Henry, so I'm looking forward to this one. Ah, and it's funny because uh, last time I checked, I didn't pick Brazil yet, have I? You uh, haven't. <laughs> Joshua, Joshua just smiled as soon as I said it. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, that's I why thought, you're wearing. I that's why that's building up to this. To be fair, that's, that's why you're wearing yellow. That's literally why you're wearing yellow. I know who you're picking with this one because if you pick this player, this number 
when you think of this number, you think of this player. And when you think of this player, you think you've already won the draft. And I think you may have won this one. So take it away, Matthew, with the player that you picked. I'm pretty sure I know who you picked and <clears> what <throat> made him so special um, in World Football. Mr. R9. Mr. Richarlison's not retired yet. That was coming. But, <laughs> but you know what? I think for me, uh, even though he's so good, like he's the best, probably for me, probably my go. I just think that I'm just, where would he have got to without that knee injury? You, I'll always think it. Um, absolute phenomenal player. I'm talking from PSV to Barca to. In, um, yeah, to Inter as well. People don't actually know his prime was actually at Barcelona, but everyone remembers yeah. him for Real Madrid, which is crazy. Yeah. But even I think for PSV, he scored 54 in 57. Barca was like 49 in 47 or 47 49. He was just unbelievable the things he would do. And for me, I just remember the goal against Lazio, I think, when he gave the little and then gone around the keeper. For oh, absolutely phenomenal finish. And listen, Icon, and even to this day, other players still look up to him. You know, Josh. Joshua looks down in the dumps, but it is what it is. You know? <laughs> I couldn't even pick. I couldn't even pick. It. I don't know why I went for that cappy shout. That was, that was yeah, Hammers was right. But yeah, Mister R Nine. We all know. We all know how good he is. Yeah. Nah, nicely done there. Excellent choice as well. And go on, Joshua. Before we move on to Travis's first pick as well, um, talk to us about your favorite Ronaldo memory and why it was the Manchester United uh, hat trick in when they lost four three at Old Trafford. It probably isn't, but go ahead and tell me your favourite Ronaldo memory, Joshua. Oh, favourite? Oh, maybe, maybe 2006 at the World Cup. Versus Ghana? Um, yeah, versus, versus Ghana. Versus your home yeah. nation? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> because you just seem to always do it to my team, man. You know, There's always like, someone oh, against Ghana in the World Cup. It's oh, crazy. Man. But he was just, uh, at that age, and after the, you know, the knee injury, the mm. weight he had as well. I'm not going to name him the, the nickname that everybody does call him. But he had a grace with that weight when he used to score goals. You could feel it. The well, step overs around the keeper. Yeah, you could iconic. feel the step overs. Mm. Um, but no, clinical finish. I think, yeah, the best in that position. Hence, we call him R9. Um, he's the ultimate number nine. Man. I just have to work and say, I think Matthews smacked it and said everything, really. Yeah, incredible. Excellent, excellent choice there as well. Go on, Travis. You have second pick for um, your first choice striker. So obviously R9 is taken. Where are you going with this one? And please don't take my pick because there's a certain country I've been saving for. Um, so hopefully you're not going for this one. Yeah, I've been saving a very... Um, well, I've, been, got, you, I've you, got a very obvious saved, one saved. You've saved two one. countries the same as me. So if you pick the same player, <laughs> and I know you've been looking at the same thing that I've been looking at. So it doesn't sound odd like that for people listening, but we've been looking at the same player, I reckon. So, you've got me rethinking it now. There's a very obvious one Mine that is. I'm saving for my second choice because I've got a free run at him. None of you, none of you can pick him. So I'm saving that one for my second choice before anyone gets uh, too stressed about my first pick. But now you've got me rethinking. I did have an idea in my head, but I sort of want to try and pick who I think you're going to pick. <laughs> um, but no, I'm going to go with my original idea. Um, I'll just quickly qualify this pick as well. Um, I've not got England, so I can't pick. Owen, Shearer, anyone like that. Mm. I've not got Argentina, so I can't pick Aguero or Tevez. I've not got a uh, few other nations, so there's other great strikers I can't choose, basically. I'm going to go for Didier Drogba because I think when you hear my second striker pick, I think Drogba is going to be the perfect second choice to him, if that makes sense. I think he's going to be the perfect striker to get the most out of the guy who's going to be my other striker. Ooh. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. I picked my Ivory Coast player, so you're you're saving your pick who I think you picked till later. So for the suspense of the listener, the suspense of Matt, Joshua and myself, you have to wait until your final pick, uh, Travis, to see if you pick my player or not um, as well, which is great. So my first choice striker, um, oh, R9 is taken. I've, I took Kaka anyway, so it's perfectly fine. What, what countries have I got left? So I've used Brazil, France, Ivory Coast, Ireland, England, Mexico, Serbia, Germany, Italy. I've got Spain. I've got Argentina. I've got Netherlands. And I've got Italy. You know who I'm going for, Matthew. Come on, you know who I'm going for. Matthew, I want you to say the name of the player. Because I think I think you know who I'm going for. So Italy, so France who took Zizou. Hmm, who does that leave? Give him the nation, so at least as a as a chance. Okay, as a chance. I think Just I be- know who it is actually. Is it a Dutch player? It's not a Dutch no. player. It's, an, ah, it's, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a Spanish striker. Oh. Yeah, I think I know. Spanish. I'm thinking... David Villa? I'm thinking David, Dav- yeah. David Villa. Yeah, Too I thought good. David Villa. Too good. There's only, two, there's only two players in my life who have ever tried to copy their hairstyle. <laughs> David Beckham and David Villa in 2010. I don't know why I thought... You know what? Let me style my hair like David Villa because his hair was crazy, but his goals were phenomenal. <laughs> Ultimate finisher. And yeah. he was misprofiled by Spain, but it meant that they won the World Cup and in the best team. So fair enough to them. Playing mm. him as a winger, though, I never really got because when you saw him at Valencia, he was incredible as mm. a striker. That's when they were last relevant as a really good team in European football. When they're David Silva, they had a retiring Aymar coming up to the peak of his career, the end of his career. David Villa, a young Juan Mata as well, but David Villa. The reason I'm wearing this shirt was basically because I was going to pick Xavi, hence number six, but thank you for stealing Xavi from me. I really appreciate it. But David Villa is going to be my first choice striker because like Travis said earlier and he alluded to, alluded to earlier, we are having an embarrassment of riches for strikers. And I personally think we've already lost in the striker debate because R9 has already been taken. Uh, unless Travis pulls it out of the bag with one of his amazing picks like he normally does. But um, David Villa, he scored an amazing goal in the Champions League final against Manchester United. A goal that I've not watched back since that day because I've not watched those highlights back ever um, when he lost to Barcelona at Wembley, which is great. But he was a fantastic striker. And I personally th- believe if he was playing for any other country, he would have been the main man for years to come. But the fact that he had to work as a winger you had Iniesta as like a false nine you had Xavi and Fabregas also there with Xabi Alonso David Villa just had a bit of pace about him so he was holding the wing and that meant that he ended up held, holding the wing for um, Pep Guardiola as well when Messi came through at Barcelona as a false nine as opposed to a right wing right winger um, as well so David Villa is my first choice of striker uh, which is great fun because now it gets Joshua to finish off his strike force because he's got Wayne Rooney up front as well um, again, thank you very much for stealing that as your wild card. Who's partnering Wayne Rooney for you, Joshua, as your striker? Uh, another player that uh, scored 200 plus goals in the Premier League for one club. I'm going for, um, I, I had a little, little white lie in the pod. I'm bringing a Manchester City, another Manchester City player. You've deceived us. You've deceived <laughs> us. Uh, I've put in a Aguero in my team. Um, Excellent choice, fantastic. I just want to correct you there, Joshua. He didn't. He didn't score two hundred plus Premier League goals. He scored a hell of a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. So hundred. So he got a hundred. He got a hundred. Um, hundred and eighty something. Yeah, seventy-eight sorry. something. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Travis, has Kane it? scored more than Aguero? Yes, he's second only to Shearer now, isn't he? That's how I know you know that. Nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah, bit exactly. of trivia there, Travis. Yeah. 
Go on, Joshua. What um, Aguero and Rooney? That's a that yeah, could have like that could have happened in real life, you know, if we I actually know. spent, but we spent on Michael Owen. <laughs> hey, you got you got to go in a Manchester derby, you know. No, good true. memories, good memories um, indeed. Yeah, Aguero, fantastic striker, movement, great finisher. Uh, I think him and Rooney would be excellent. Rooney drop a bit deeper. Fabregas will go ahead. Rooney. Oh, what a team I've built. Um, who needs a Dan? Who needs our nine? We've got Aguero and Rooney up front. Oh my God. Hey, you, hey, did hey, not hey. Just, you did not just say that, Joshua. <laughs> Come on now. This is crazy. I, um, I thought this was a Premier League only 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> I did until <laughs> earlier today, to be fair. <laughs> that, that's why. That, was never, that was never specified on, on any of the messages that I sent. It was never specified. We could do it as a part two, and that would be very, very difficult. Extremely uh-huh. difficult. Jump because, in. Yeah, it will be good. It will be good part two for that one as well, which would be great. Um, yeah, um, Travis, put me out my misery. Who's your um, second choice striker to partner DJ Drogba? I'm going for, of course, Matt King, the greatest player to ever grace the Premier League, in my opinion. TT, going for Thierry Henry. Because you guys have all picked a French player, haven't you? So I thought I'll save him for last. Get my other favoured striker in there as well. Oh, you put that on record as well, Travis. That's crazy. But what on Chelsea, record, sorry. Chelsea striker and an Arsenal striker in your all-time yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you can from a Spurs perspective yeah. as well. Yeah, you can't you can't deny Henri, can you? It doesn't matter who you support or how you know fierce of a, a loyal Tottenham fan you are, you can't deny Henri was was one of the greatest players to ever touch the league. And just quickly on Drogba as well, when I was a kid, he was like just such a special player to me. I always had a really soft spot for Drogba. When I was growing up, he was my favourite non-Tottenham player for a long time, um, up until Van Persie, funnily enough, who I started being able to enjoy when he joined um, Man United. But yeah, with Drogba, there was just no one else like him in the Prem. I thought he was just so uh, strong, but also quick. Obviously really good with his feet as well. And he could score a lot of goals. I just thought Drogba was the complete package. And I think for how much of a hard worker he was in that Chelsea team back in the day, I think he's going to be the perfect player to play next to Thierry Henry and just get the best out of him. Uh, excellent choice there as well. Go on, Matthew, put me out of um, our misery because you've got <laughs> one of the greatest strikers of all time in Ronaldo Nazario R9. Who is going to be lucky enough to partner R9 in your um, 21st century legends uh, team? First one, let me just say, I've got three players that I love to bits and each of them could do a thing. Uh, it's so hard. Just do, just do the <laughs> Arsenal one. We know you want to do the Arsenal one. Come on now. We know nah, you've been nah, saving nah, this nah, partnership. Nah, 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 nah. You know what? I'm going to do this one. I'm going to say Zlatan Ibrahimovic. You mother. Great choice. Great choice. There we go. Yes, Hamza. <laughs> God. Listen, that's why I said How many to him, times has Matt rattled Hamza in this <laughs> The alliance, apparently. I, I said to him, I'm going to rebuild it. He said, there's no alliance in yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've broken the foundations of an alliance that never really formed, but um, that was my partner for David Veer, man. <laughs> Again, that would have been a great partnership, Ibra and uh, David Veer. That would have been crazy. I I'm, just, bro- I'm broken. <laughs> Travis, we literally did a podcast on Scandinavian best ever players. We put Zlatan Ibrahimovic top, and he was in my team as well as my my numero uno striker. So everyone knows now that I love Zlatan Ibrahimovic the bits. But um, why was Zlatan Ibrahimovic so mercurial for you, Matthew, that you had to pick him over the two other players that you had as your striker to partner 
Oh, nice. Do you know? Do you know what? Many a player have have this fake arrogance, and they don't do it on the pitch. But this mm. guy, whoever he played for, did it. Like Barcelona, he did his bit. Just and even some of the goals. Like I look at the Sweden versus England goal. He had no right. Like <laughs> no one thinks in that position to do a bicycle kick from that far. And I can't remember who else they played where he did like a scorpion kick or like the back heel. I can't remember who they yeah, played. Yeah. It's France against France. France against France. France, against France. Yeah, yeah. Like just it's mad. And you know, even now I watch him. Like when he was at AC, he was still doing bits of like 39, 40. And I think unbelievable player and he just got the best out of everyone around him again you know he went to Man United I think the first season United won the was it Carabao uh, yeah 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 League, League Cup yeah, yeah. League Cup, yeah. Cup so you know and he, he had that mentality that you thought would take Man United to another level but again again man yeah I don't want to listen to them type of players but yeah he was trying his thing and he's just done it everywhere he's gone and also the main bit is it broke Hamza that's the amazing thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you you know Matthew's going to be back on the podcast breaking me. So if you if you love this, go follow Matt on the back of the net podcast as well. We are not here to play games. Like I warned both Matthew and Joshua, they've come to town today and they have smashed out the park. Travis as well, but I'm a bit disappointed that he never picked his favourite ever player in Raphael van der Vaart in his um, team as well because I think that would have been a bit too biased wouldn't it really, really? Would bias, would have, bias would have been picking Berbatov and Drogba up front that would have been biased Berbatov was on my list Berbatov was like a last resort pick for me if somehow I got to striker and I had to use all the good nations I was like I'll just have him in there as like a last resort just in case but yeah obviously I've not got to use him if we had a fifth person, we'd have been scraping the um, the other countries as well. Not in a bad way, but we'd definitely been looking at other teams as well, respectively, mm. in other countries. Um, to make things a bit easier for me, um, I'm not going for the player I think should be in this team because there's there's a player that I know will look better on paper, but I'm going for the player that gets slept on by even, even you three as well. More so Matthew and Joshua because you're of that demographic of watching football during this time as well. Samuel Eto'o, Cameroon. You've got Samuel Eto'o, who is probably, for me personally, the greatest ever African striker of all time. And that's even above George Weah because of what he's gone through in his career and the fact that he played at both Real Madrid and Barcelona, won the Champions League with Barcelona against Arsenal um, and then scored against Arsenal and scored against Manchester United and then went to Inter Milan and win the Champions League, just like with Clarence Sadoff as well. People sleep on a lot of players that, shouldn't be slept on at all because they were outrageous in their teams when they were playing. Obviously, he had his, the autumn of his career, he went kind of to Chelsea, then to Russia, respectively, to other countries. But the prime of Samuel Eto'o is not to be missed at all. If anyone is listening to this podcast and you're listening to some of these strikers that we mentioned and you don't know who they are, do yourself a favour and research all of them because they, they're they all teaching you something different about striking, about goal scoring. And now we're seeing an era of strikers when we're playing with just one striker up front. And the reason I insisted on 4-4-2 as a formation was because we got to talk glowingly about some of the most amazing strikers football has ever seen. And I think everyone here has smashed it with their teams, which is credit to everyone. And thank you very much for um, this podcast as well. Before we read out the teams, um, honourable mentions, it's a free-for-all. So were there any players that anyone wanted to mention but they didn't we'll go in order so Matthew, Joshua, Travis and then me any honourable mentions from yourself Matthew that we could so I just had a couple uh, with Italy I was going to leave Nesta and put another one and just put in Francesco Totti mm. uh, that, that was a big one for me um, goalkeeper wise I was going to put Oliver Kahn <laughs> for those that remember Mr Oliver and striker wise I was going to go Andrei Shevchenko that was the one I was going to put on paper with that yeah. 
That guy, like, I just, when I think about Shevchenko, forgetting even just AC Milan, even before that, him and Rebrov, the partnership. Getting to the semi finals for Dynamo Kiev as well in the Champions League. Incredible, incredible striker. So, yeah, those were three of the ones I was going to go for. Nah, nicely done there. Joshua, go ahead. Shevchenko was was one um, for me as well. Um, Zola was one as well. Nice. Um, He's, you know, someone now. Had a fantastic career. Um, Lucio is yes. another one um, for Brazil. So, yeah. Um, and that's it, really, because all the other ones, I had Ibra, I had Drogba uh, as backups. I had, oh, David Silva. Oh, yeah, Travis, yeah, that's yeah. one of your players as well. David, 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 David Silva was one. He's a, <clears throat> he was a magician um, for City. Robin, Iron Robin as well. How did no one pick him as their right winger? That's all yeah. I want to know. Um, Robert Crazy. Perez as well. So yeah, yeah, look, yeah. There's loads, loads. There's loads. <laughs> we, could, we could do a part two of this one as well. Travis, who did we miss out from your point of view? Um, I've got the list in front of me. I'm just going to go through. I've got quite a few to be fair. Um, Gary Neville. I'm surprised nobody mentioned, especially with us having two United fans on the pod. Um, Lillian Turan. I'd, r- I'd rather one. have Wes Brown than Gary Neville. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather have John O'Shea than Gary Neville and leave out Roy Keane. That's how much <laughs> I wanted um, Gary Neville out of this draft as well. I'm glad he's not in this, which is nice to see. Wow, Gary Neville hater, I never would have known. Um, yeah, the Talk other ones I, I sort of thought of, um, thought would be potentially included was um, Lillian Taram. I thought he might have got a shout. Danny Alves as well. Mm. Um, just having a quick look through. John Terry, maybe unlucky to to miss out. Puyol and PK. Um, who else have I got here? Um, I really wanted to pick Michael Essien, but I just couldn't find... Joshua, that, was, that should have been you. That's all I'm saying, Joshua. Come on now. One of the greatest ever Ghanaian players and you're not picking him in your team. Come we, on. We, we've got to have a, a formation at work and I have to have creative. I have to have still in a midfield behind Aguero <laughs> and, and, and Rooney, you see, and Balak and Fabregas and had to get it through. So, it's a very Keane, good partnership. And, and Keane yeah. went, and Keane went. Someone took Roy Keane. So what can I do? But yeah, SCN for sure. Sure. he's doing really good in Denmark now with Neuschland mm. as well with what he's doing with that team is crazy they're like the Danish version of Brentford just getting loads of players oh, wow. from around Europe and Africa and developing in them into superstars mm. um, a few from me from my point of view Alessandro Del Piero um, big one that I could have picked but I didn't I've not picked an Italian player or a Dutch player um, so Robbie Van Persie Ruud Van Nistelrooy Dennis Bergkamp uh, Edgar Davids Wesley Schneider a um, lot, lot of Italian players it's, uh, Andrea Perlo no one gave him a mention or a shout as well uh, in there respectively um, who else are we trying to think of as well Luis Suarez if anyone is a racist and they want to pick Luis Suarez uh, still, he's still playing he's, he's still playing oh that's fine that's all good I would have got a suspension if I picked Suarez so. I nearly <laughs> picked him and then I googled it and so he was still playing <laughs> nah, that's good nicely he done was, there he was like first choice instead of Drogba why is Sanchez on this list who Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez, Travis, man. What is yeah, I, del- I deleted him as well. He tried it with me, but it backfired. Uh, Frank Ribery, of course, French legend as well, left winger, uh, respectively. Um, who else can we go for? Xabi Alonso. He was going to be one of our players, but I thought, you know what, I'd rather go for um, Yaya Torre, like I said, respectively. Alan Shearer uh, never got a pick. Alan Shearer never got a pick. Bastian Schweinsteiger never got Dennis a pick. Dennis Bergkamp as well. Claude yeah, I'm surprised by Bergkamp. I'm surprised by Bergkamp, so I am. Matthew, I'm looking at you. I'm surprised yeah. by it. <laughs> but I can't believe you loved it. I've got said off just to, you know, I have to get Hamza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this podcast. I got Hamza. 
a defender I wanted to go for but I wanted to go for him as a backup to be honest with you um, Diego Godin from Uruguay as well that would have been really good and obviously Diego Forlan um, for uh, Uruguay as a striker respectively But another one I thought you would have picked Hans maybe was uh, Van Nistelrooy I thought you might have picked him for your Dutch shout I would have gone for Van Nistelrooy honestly I would have gone but the fact that some of the quality of the strikers that you had for the, for the front two and because I'm not playing wingers it wouldn't have, uh, again, being too technical, it wouldn't have suited Van Nistelrooy's style of play because he, he wants crosses in the box and these other two players can make something out of nothing. And one very special player I want to mention that didn't make anyone's list. Um, it's not Henrik Larsson, Travis, don't worry, I'm not going on about Henrik Larsson again. <laughs> um, Adriano, um, someone who, yeah. whose who's star would have been one of the brightest we'd ever seen in football besides obviously that horrible situation where he ended up retiring really early from the game as well, which was great to see. But, no, we've, we've, everyone we've done fantastic there as well. Shinsunsu Nakamura and Hitadoshi Nakata were backup ones. Jason Park was also a backup one as well, respectively. Raquel May was a backup one as well, uh, which is really good as well. But now I've got one question for everyone before we wrap up this week's podcast. We are going to do a start bench cell as we normally do. So you're all you're all used to this by now. And I'm going to do start bench cell for strikers. So we've got this is going to be very, very fun. We've got Samuel Eto. We've got Thierry Henry and who else who else did we have Samuel Eto'o Thierry Henry actually it won't make sense you know what let's do it centre-backs let's do it centre-backs Alessandro Nesta yeah this is going to be much more fun I can see the size already <laughs> Alessandro Nesta Carlos Puyol John Terry start bench stuff Alessandro Nesta John Terry and Carlos Puyol go ahead Matthew take it away so I can I would sell Puyo. Ooh. Crazy I would sell Puyo. He's, 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 got, he's got to do that. He put next to his team. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm, I'm trying to stitch up Matt. I'm trying to stitch up Matt. This <laughs> no one picked Puyo as well, which is crazy. Nah, you know or what, Terry? Or I Terry. Would sell, I would sell Puyo, but you know what? Again, Joshua, we talk about off the field, on the field. On the field. <laughs> John Terry on the field. He right foot, left foot, pivotal games would score for Chelsea. He was massive for them. And for me... Probably England's best centre back for me above Rio. I think Rio's good, but I think Terry's a level above. But listen, and Lazandro Nesta, he starts. Has yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Has to start. So, yeah, that's it for me. So, start Nesta, bench Terry, sell Puyo. Oh, Joshua, agree or disagree? What was that one again, Matthew? What <laughs> <laughs> heard was Nesta. Sorry. <laughs> Matthew so, started Nesta. He yeah. benched Terry and sold Carlos Puyo. Uh, I agree with a bit. I agree with selling Puyol um, off the bat. Um, yeah, I'll sell him. I think he, he's a good defender, um, but he's all right. He was okay, you know, for me. He was all right. See, was, these I statements are wild, I Joshua. I don't think he's, I <laughs> I'm don't glad think you don't that, do this live on commentary. I don't, I'm glad I don't, you don't. I don't, I don't think, no, but in terms of the three players we're talking about, I don't think Puyol was a better defender than Nesta and Terry. That's my opinion. Puyol was class, but I don't, I don't believe that, honestly, if I'm being honest in what I've watched. Mm. Uh, Puyol played in a fantastic team fantastic unit and it looked great but Nesta was sensational and I'm still going to bench Nesta <laughs> I'm going to bench Nesta and I'm going to put John Terry because I do agree with, with, with Matthew on the field of course and because of his off the field issues he, people have struggled to admit that he is um, probably better than Rio let's be honest as a it's rule, the big like, mental defender, thing as well with the off the field things you've got to think about it's crazy um, separate um, the two 
if you remove that and the nonsense he did off the field, he was an exceptional defender. He was fit. He was solid. He was he, he was brilliant. And you ask um, strikers who they hated playing against, they would always say, they would always, oh, I've just never disappeared. But they would always will say, John Terry, John Terry. Mm. Rooney struggled with John Terry. Torres struggled with um, uh, John Terry. So many footballers. And um, yeah, I'd go Terry. You no, know, Lionel Messi never actually scored against John Terry either. There you go. Keep adding these statistics. Keep adding all these few, <laughs> adding that. And why Puyol has to be sad. I'm, I'm sold, sorry. <laughs> nah, nicely done there. Travis, let's hear your thoughts on John Terry, Alessandro Nesta and Carlos Puyol. Three iconic centre-backs in the game of football. Where are you going with this one? I'm going to sell John Terry because he's Chelsea scum. I love it. That's, <laughs> the, Travis, that's, that's the Travis I know. Ladies love and gentlemen, he's back. He's back. I love, love it. it. That's what I love. Yeah, look, we, we, we can all agree that he was obviously... A brilliant defender, but um, by the way, I'm not clipping that. I don't want someone to come for <laughs> IP address. So don't worry about it. At all. You're fine in that. I, I just, yeah, I just can't look past his, his off the field issues. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I know we've, it's but, mate, come on, sleeping with your teammates' misses, it's just so wrong. And obviously, I shouldn't have said that first. Obviously, all the stuff with his racism <laughs> were way worse. I'll just qualify that. I should never have said the Wayne Bridge. Anton Fernand is fuming with you right now. That's yeah, what but, I'm saying. All that sort of stuff, I think, as footballers, we, we have to factor in the character as well because they're not just footballers anymore. They're celebrities, they're idols, they're role models. I mean, growing up, I wanted to be you know, whoever was playing for Tottenham at the time. I wanted to be <laughs> Defoe. I wanted to be Robbie Keane. Um, and Timu Tainio. <laughs> yeah, Didier Zagora. Pascal um, Shabunda. You just, I just, you can't Wilson Palacios. Have, you can't have people growing up wanting to be John Terry, can you? So yeah, he goes in the cell column for me. Um, and then the next one, I feel like I'm going to get a couple of boos here. I'm benching Nesta simply because I've watched less of him. When I was growing up, I, because obviously when, when I was a kid, I think you've got to remember like the age I was during that prime Barca era with, mm. with Pep and just before I was kind of just beginning to watch football and really start to love it. And they were this insanely good, almost mythic level team. And Puyol was was the captain, wasn't he? He was the leader. And, you know, he would have died for, for Barcelona. He would have died for three points, as Neil Warnock so eloquently put it. Um, and I just think he was the, the and, you know, I, I mentioned, obviously, factoring in the off-the-field stuff with, um, with Terry and, you know, not necessarily being the perfect role model. I think Puyol was. He was just the consummate professional and always the you know, the hardest worker on the pitch, no matter who he was playing with or against. And yeah, just for me, Puyol was just pure captain material, but an, obviously an awesome defender in his own right as well. Nah, great, great reasons there as well. Especially the John Terry one as well. No one grows up to be like John Terry. I just want to say, I, I do have good morals, by the way, but this is a football <laughs> podcast. That's why, you know, that's what I did. Travis just thrown me off the bus there. Travis is the one in the moral partnership. high ground right now. <laughs> like, I just want to say, I have got morals. Yeah, he is, blah, blah, blah. Just watch football, please. Thank you. Oh. Oh, yeah, if you, if you, I think it all. I think with the start bench shell, it is difficult because it it's almost what you're what you're basing it on. If you are basing it off just pure football ability, he probably would have been up there. But yeah, I think factoring in everything and you know the kind of person you want your role models to be, I just couldn't look past it really for me. And yeah. the fact he played for Chelsea, so. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. Very, very true. Um, just to complete, so I would also sell John Terry because I love the fact... My favourite John Terry moment is the fact that he slipped up to take the winning penalty when it shouldn't have even been him. He should have been someone else to finish. I think it was Kalu that was meant to take it, but he wanted it because he knew that Ronaldo had missed the penalty. He wanted the glory. He wanted the limelight and it wasn't for him. And now John Terry... Um, I know he won the Champions League in Munich and he wasn't even playing and obviously with the infamous shirt and the cap. Was that when he got into the full kit, was it? Yeah, yeah, literally. So dodgy. That's another reason I'd sell him because that's just so cringy. Probably the worst (laughs) thing I've ever seen in football. What's also cringy was on his final game as well, they asked Sunderland, the team that were playing, to stop the game at the 26 minutes. Stopped him off after 26 minutes, didn't they? And they lifted him in the air. Can I I change my odds? No, you can't, (laughs) Joshua. Oh my God. You're you're on this, Joshua. You're on record saying you like John Terry in this respect. Totally oh. forgot about that, you know, as well. That was just absolutely abhorrent. I'm, gl- I'm so glad we picked Ter- uh, Ferdinand over Terry. That's all I'm saying. So nicely done there. Um, but yeah, sell John Terry. Big fan of not being a fan of him, which is great. Um, <laughs> I will happily sell Carlos Puyo because as Travis said, when he was growing up, his kind of team to watch was... Barcelona with Pep Guardiola with the amazing super team that they had um, being run in that respect but I think respectively for me one of the super teams that I got to watch was AC Milan 2003 running up to the final winning um, on penalty shoots so I'm pretty sure Nesta scored in that final um, 0-0 penalty shootout as well respectively so for him to do that was incredible and the longevity he had which was insane because everyone talks about Maldini's longevity but Nesta's longevity then playing in 2013 against Lionel Messi and keeping him quiet at the new Camp he kept primarily Lionel Messi quiet which goes to show Alessandro Nesta even in his older age was quite respectable and quite quite respected in terms of the fact that he is probably one of the greatest ever centre-backs we've ever seen so I'll happily start Nesta because he was one of those players in the super team when everyone would just forget because we talk about Kaká, mm. Seydorf, Crespo, Shevchenko etc but Alessandro Nesta was a guy. Carlos Pio was fantastic. And he was also one of the uh, one of the centre-backs who could play as a full-back as well. That was really good. And he did a really good job on Cristiano Ronaldo in the Champions League final in 2009 at right-back. So he got, he got to actually take him on quite a few times as opposed to just holding him. So I would start Alessandro Nesta. I would bench Carlos Pio and I would 100% sell, not for much money to be fair, John Terry. And the same to like a championship club or something, which would be quite good as well. But... No, everyone, thank you very much for this one. This has been honestly, Travis, I think I, I'm not saying it just because I'm quite gassed. One of the best podcasts we've had this year. What would you say? Yeah, I, I was I was just about to say, obviously I've not been obviously on the podcast as long as you have, Hamza, but I would say this is quite comfortably my favourite podcast that we've done by a yeah. as well. See, this is what happens when you take the shackles off as well. And also just a few stats on Nesta before we wrap up, because I always like this um, for the clips as well. One World Cup, two Champions Leagues, one Club World Cup, three times Italian champions and one time with Lazio um, as well, which is amazing to see. And again, he's won the Italian Cup Winners' Cup three times and he was an under-21 champions for Italy back in 1996 as well. So nice little few stats on Alessandro Nesta as well. But um, big shout out to our guest today. I mean, it was an odd time for us to record, but um, Mm. first of all, Matthew, thank you very much for giving the time of day to speak to us and to, again, consistently break my heart and ruin the allegiance that I thought we had going on. We thought it was going to be a Cole and York and Ian Wright and Ben Spurk have allegiance, but wasn't the case, unfortunately. It's more like a Torres and a Drogba situation as well. But I just want to say thank you very much for your time today. And um, honestly, I think your team is still the fourth best with R9 up front. So I'm quite happy to let the public decide whose team is. Yeah, I definitely think you're still fourth best as well, which is, uh, which is great as well. <laughs> 
I'm still fighting for this. I still believe I've got this. Like like Neil Warnock said, we're still fighting for the three points. We're still fighting for it. We're ready for it. Um, mm. But no, because I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening to this has loved you on this podcast today, mm. especially for taking shots at me. But where can everyone <laughs> find you on a daily, on a weekly basis? Where are you most active? And yeah, take it away, my friend. So yeah, you can find me, BOT on podcast, back on the podcast, I'm on Twitter, Instagram as well. I do like post-match reviews, previews and Catch me on TikTok. I'm not doing too much, but I'm just trying to build that as well. So yeah, just your YouTube's in. are excellent, by the way, as well. They're fantastic. Yeah, I like watching yours on YouTube, which is good. It's good to watch on a lunch break or when I'm playing FIFA. Yeah. If I'm being <laughs> brutally honest with you, so yeah, they're nicely done there as well, um, as well. And before we wrap up to Joshua, who's your favorite player in your team and why? Your favorite, not the best, but your favorite. Ooh, I would probably say Ike Casillas as the one I started with, goalkeeper. As I said, great career, Champions Leagues. Yeah, fantastic goalkeeper. Nicely done. Great shot there and great effort today. I loved it. It's fantastic. Cheers, thank you. Joshua, my friend, you saw a different light of me than once when you first met me in April when it goes to show that you have, you have come full circle with what Friday Night Counter Attack is all about. So I'm really glad you got to come on a proper draft podcast with us today. And I hope you take this energy onto the weekend's commentary. What have you got coming up and where can people find you if they want to know more about you, Joshua Adu Donko? Uh, uh, Twitter, J underscore Donko. Um, yeah, that's the only sort of Social media platform I use to, to promote my games that I'm going to be on tomorrow. Um, following Watford, Millwall, I'm not going to name my organisation because some of the stuff I've said in this podcast. I'm going to be associated with that. I'll, I'll keep I'll you safe on. in the streets. Yeah. So it's all I'm going to keep you safe in the streets. Um, I love it. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, loads of EFLs coming up. So yeah, it's coming to you reporting, really. Um, so hopefully some good games tomorrow. Excellent. I'm still disappointed in you for not picking a Ghanaian player. Asamo Jand was there for the taking, my friend, and you could have been. Well, you can't miss, don't miss penalties, you know. You know, <laughs> then you will get into you get into teams. And, it, it could have happened. It could and, have happened. And, and then score and then score the penalty in the penalty shootout. Yeah. In the first out, pick, so. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll score now as opposed to the uh, one before, which is crazy. So no, yeah, no. Kevin Prince Botek <laughs> still could have made a, a cameo appearance somewhere. That's all I'm saying. Which would be maybe great. we should do a Premier League one. We should do a Premier League one. That's, Travis's that's... eyes just lit up then as well. Like, <laughs> that's more down Travis's field as well, which is great. Um, but no, before we go on to Travis, um, favorite player from your team and why? So I've said Rooney already, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for even though he broke my heart in 2012, I'm gonna go Aguero. He's probably my first. He's like my non-favorite Man United player. I just thought he was brilliant. He was everything, a proper number nine. Um, not as good as Thierry Henry, because Henry, I think, is the greatest Premier League player. But he was so Why does good, no one so say Ronaldo? I don't get it. Like, it's, another, it's another podcast. No, Ronaldo, day, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was better for Real Madrid. I think what he did in Real Madrid kind of eclipsed that. Ronaldo's sensational for Manchester United. Mm. But let me ask you a question. Would Man my, my United still would have won titles, I reckon, in 2009 and 07 without Ronaldo. I still think that. And that's why we won titles in 2010 and 2011, personally. And I think Henri was just special. The goals he would score. Every, you know, yeah, Henri was different. But Ronaldo said... Matt's Ronaldo. seething right now that Travis <laughs> has him in his team and Matt doesn't. He's <laughs> seething right now. I love Ronaldo's it. second, Ronaldo's second, Ronaldo's second. <laughs> nah, that's good Ronaldo's to hear. Second. And Travis, before we wrap up from, from us, uh, respectively as well, can you do me the honour of naming everyone's teams from back to front and then your favourite player from your team, please? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, I'll start with um, with your team then, Hans. So yep. you went for um, Gigi Buffon in goal, the back four of Philip Lahm, Nemanja Vidic, uh, Rafael Marquez and Ashley Cole. You went for a midfield diamond with Roy Keane at the base, um, Yaya Torre and Zinedine Zidane as the central midfielders and Kaka as the point of that diamond, if you like. And then a duo of Villa and, David Villa sorry, and Samuel Eto'o up front. 
Um, Josh, you went for. I'm telling my wife about this podcast, man. I'm like, (laughs) these are the players I've got on my team. And she's like, I don't care, mate. Just leave me alone. That's just so (laughs) funny. This is going to be good. I'm sorry, carry on. I interrupted that. That's okay. Uh, Josh, you went for Edwin van der Sar in goal. Uh, Back four of Cafu, Cannavaro, Company, and Evra, which I do think is the best back four of these four teams, actually, to be fair. Controversial. Um, a midfield four of JJ Kocha, um, Michael, <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Your Ballack. Ghanaian friends aren't going to be happy with you. Guys. That's all I'm saying. When this gets posted, Hamza, why do you keep? Why do you keep mentioning the Ghanaian? Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just saying, people are not going to be happy with you. With this I'm not reposting this pod on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find your family members or something. I'll just tag them in. <laughs> oh my days. Uh, sorry, Travis. Carry on. That's all right. We'll get through it eventually. Um, One day we will. <laughs> complete in the midfield. Then you had Cesc Fabregas um, and Ryan Giggs on the and left. Balak. Uh, Balak. Yeah, but sorry, I did mention Balak oh. before. Yeah, I think oh, it just right. got covered up by the uh, the laughing. Um, and then, yeah, you had Rooney and Aguero up front. Um, Matt, you went for Iker Casillas in goal. Back four of uh, Javier Zanetti, Alessandro Nesta, Rio Ferdinand and Ian Hart. And then across your midfield, you have Luis Figo, Clarence Seedorf, Patrick Vieira, and Pavel Nedved. And then up front, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the one and only R9. How can you um, have a team with R9 and Ian Hart in the same team? <laughs> 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 Listen, Ian Hart's delivery, bang, finds Ibrahimovic, flicks it on. <laughs> oh, there are some big nations. You so must basically, well. what we're saying is Matt's got the likes of Figo, Seedorf, Vieira. R9 in his team and he's going to be playing Route 1 basically yeah. he's going to knock it into Ian Hart let him pump it long into Zlatan <laughs> he, he's going to basically turn Zlatan and R9 into Jermaine Defoe and Peter Crouch's team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then yeah, yeah finally, like Chris Wood and Jay Rodriguez just long yeah. Sean Dyche football that's what I love to see uh, yeah then finally my team uh, Petr Cech in goal Pablo Zabaleta um, Ricardo Carvalho Paolo Maldini and Roberto Carlos making up the back four. Uh, a midfield consisting of Gareth Bale, Xavi Hernandez, Frank Lampard, and Eden Hazard. Um, and then a strike force of Didier Drogba and Thierry Omri. Um, you asked me who my favourite player from my team was, and there's there's only one choice, Gareth Bale, for me. Just, I thought you were going to say Henri, just to, to, just to mess with tra- uh, Matt there as well. I thought you were going to say it, just for the sake of it. No, I went for, I'm going for Bale for... You know, that special place that he holds in my heart. Yeah. Mm. You could have had Bale and Modric, but we did this podcast a year or two too early. (laughs) Can we do it again in a couple of years and we'll go from there? (laughs) I'd love to do it. It would be great. Same people, one would be fantastic as well. And just for the record, my favorite player from my. Um, team, it's not Roy Keane, it's not even Emmanuel Vidic, it's actually Ricardo Kaká because he showed you what was possible with the football from not just having the gift of playing football but he worked so hard at his craft to do so much with what he did for football and I loved him fantastically. Uh, unfortunately again, Real Madrid was the injuries ridden place that he was but I was watching a few of the old counter-attack games that he had with Ozil, Di Maria, Benzema, Ronaldo, Higuain and that was fantastic to see what Kaká was like in a different light. Um, as well which is great but what is also fantastic is this podcast so i want to thank you all once again enjoy your weekend take care of everyone and we will see you next time thank you and goodbye cheers